Hey everyone, I'm Joel. And I'm Kyron. And it's time for you to take Sanctuary in a simple and clean episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyron Morrison. How are you doing good, sir? Joel, I'm feeling good. I just finished a big old cup of coffee. I'm yep. in my thickest, comfiest hoodie. Yep. And I'm ready to do a podcast with you. I have the same thing to all three of those things. Excellent. Um, Ticking uh, all the boxes. Which I don't know if we've talked about that, but I think it was literally two weeks ago while, while we were recording in, in a, a, a gap, I ordered you a, a, a birthday gift where I bought you, a, you uh, an AeroPress coffee maker and some Twin Peaks coffee from a, a local coffee uh, roasters. I had I had no knowledge of this happening. And then one day we got like a knock at the door and I was like, is that going to be some stupid like door-to-door <laughs> Angie's person? Because we've, we've ha- been having him through our neighborhood recently. Oh. But, uh, we opened it and it was, yeah, it was the postal for delivery. I was like, oh, sweet. It's, um, I can't remember which one came first, honestly. Yeah. I think it was the actual coffee, like the the AeroPress, which was probably the best order for it to come in. But I was that's like, what, That's okay, what I was hoping for. Awesome. <laughs> that's what I was hoping for. I was and, hoping that the coffee, would, the, the coffee maker would arrive first. Yeah. And then, like, half an hour later, the coffee came from a separate delivery person. I was like, oh, this is obviously Joel. But uh, yeah. it was very I, cool. And I've had it. I'm still figuring it out, but it's it's tasty. It is some I, tasty coffee. There's nothing, like, it, yeah, there is a bit of a, like, slight learning curve to using the AeroPress. But, like, there's plenty of, like, resources online to figure it out. And it's it, yeah, it's the best cup of coffee I can make at home. It's so good. Um, got my... But it's just... And it's so... This is not an this is not an AeroPress ad, but it's so easy to use. It, it really is. Like it's by AeroPress. Yeah, you just get coffee grinds, you put it in the top, and then you just fucking put some you water chuck in, your filter in, yep, and you brew it up. The... It's so good, I love it. Um, Enjoy a smoking hot cup of coffee. Oh yeah, yep. I've steaming, I... steaming, smoking, not smoking, smoking steaming, steaming. <laughs> a smoky S- cup of coffee. If that's smoking, more, if smoking, that, if that's your thing. Smoking hot works. That works. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. I, I'm going to stick with steaming yeah, on steaming, retrospect, but like, it's fine. Both work. Um, no, it's great. Like I, <clears throat> I've actually started drinking my coffee like black now because it, the coffee that I get, because I have a coffee subscription service because I'm a massive Melbourne wanker. Um, Seems and, like it. Yeah, absolutely. I use my AeroPress to brew up my coffee subscription coffee, my coffee of the month club. Um, but yeah, because it's really good coffee, I, I, I actually can drink it black now i've just sort of adapted to it so i don't have to worry about milk or anything it's just it's really nice it makes me feel good I really like milk though i do as well and i still if i order a coffee when i'm out i'll still have i'll still have like a latte or something like that but yeah at home if i'm making my aeropress there's something about it it's just like i'm really because it gives you like the, the coffee subscription i've got gives you like a, a flavor profile of like what kind of notes it's going to have in it and i like i, I enjoy like having a sip and going oh yeah i can get that from that oh and the, the scent of that coming through but yeah well, I mean, I mean, also, like, if you have black coffee, it's much quicker as well. Like, mm-hmm. if you have to mess about with putting the milk in, you just 
you fucking yep. mash it in there yep. and you got coffee good to go. Exactly. So I get it. I respect it. Yeah. Like, and I have, I've got a coffee, like a milk frother as well. So like I, like I do, if I do feel like having coffee with it as well, I can whip up some, uh, some milk for it as well. But yeah. But generally, but Joel, yeah. This isn't a coffee podcast. <laughs> I know. I know. I just thought, I, I was just, it's, it's, it's nice. It was, the the AeroPress is such a lovely thing. So, buy AeroPress. They're so they're so inexpensive. I've had one for like two years now, and I absolutely I'm borderline going to buy a second one to keep at work. I think just so I don't have to keep <laughs> taking mine from home. Like I'll just have like two yeah. going. So I might as well. Mate, um, yeah, why not? Like they're not that expensive, and, and, and like yeah, they make good coffee. They give you like a million filters. I've never had to buy filters. Still, they do actually. Yeah, I'm, I've still got a, lot a massive stack, but. Um, yeah, you're right. This isn't a coffee podcast. Um, what else has been going on there, Kyron? Anything, anything else exciting? Uh, I mean, the usual adult responsibilities of work, but of we are also privileged to be in the midst of Comic-Con weekend. Yes. So I've been just consuming a lot of movie trailers, not mm-hmm. quite video game related, but you know, movies are still fun and cool. And there are some really good trailers that come out of this year's Comic-Con as well. Yeah, there's some really good ones. So I just watched a couple before as well. Um, yeah. So, well, what's your, your, I know the answer to this, but for everyone out there listening, what's what's your highlight so far of the trailers you've watched from Comic-Con? Well, it's it's actually, I mean, everyone might pick it, but it's a highlight for me because I'm just so surprised. And that is the trail, the trailer for the English dub which will be coming out a month later after the the Japanese version for Dragon Ball Super, the movie Broly. And it's, it's a surprise because I fucking hate Broly. Like I don't <laughs> care. He, he's had three Dragon Ball Z movies and the first one was okay. The second one was awful. And the third one, well, the third one is, a, you know what? Maybe look up the abridged versions. I think Team Four Star have done abridged for all three of those movies. Right. At least they've done the first one, and it's it's pretty funny. Better than watching the actual movie. But when they said they were going to wheel Broly back out again, I was just like, no way, guys, no way. But the trailer is cool. The animation looks incredible. It does. And it's it's got like fucking Vegeta versus Broly. It's got Freezer versus Broly. It's got Goku versus Broly. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be lots of buff guys screaming yep. and exploding planets and stuff. And I'm just, I'm in for that. Yeah. It looks good. It looks good. But um, apart from that, like uh, the one I made you watch just before we started, because you hadn't watched it yet was yeah. is the other one I'm really into was the Godzilla trailer for King yeah, of Monsters. It looks so good. It looks good. It looks real good. Uh, it's full of monsters. It's got uh, shit. I've forgotten the name already. Millie Bobby Brown. Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, it's got from Stranger Things. It's got Charles Dance. Fucking Charles Dance. Yes. It's got Godzilla and Mothra and oh, man. Yeah, it looks pretty dope. I, I'm, I'm definitely down to clown about that. And the Godzilla that yeah, the Gareth Edwards Godzilla from like a few years ago now, 2013 it was. Um, yeah, that was really good. I actually I saw that twice at cinemas. I for some reason featuring think, yeah, it's weird featuring Quicksilver and <laughs> yep and, and Scarlet uh, Witch and Scarlet Witch yeah from yeah before they became uh, Marvel heroes yeah um, and then one 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 still around and the other one has long gone um, yeah probably peace buddy but the worst of the uh, Avengers movies. Yeah, of the, I mean, of the three Avengers movies, of the three Avengers movies, the worst yeah. of them. Yeah, it's the bottom one. It's like the Temple of Doom 
of the Avengers movies thus far, uh, I feel. <laughs> um, it's like, it's but, okay. Yeah, the trailer for this... Yeah. The trailer looks really good for this new Godzilla. And yeah, like, the last one was fun. My main complaint, and I get why, was there was a bit of a lack of Godzilla. But right, yeah. it sounds like this one is going to have more. And granted, there are more monsters, so of course there's going to be more. So yeah, Of I'm course. Really keen on it. And oh, just some of the shot, the... the, the set pieces that look like they're going to happen in this movie. Like, they just seem like they're going all out. The poster looks incredible. I'm excited, man. It's almost... Also, got, there's, there's side one... note, what, yeah. Yeah. Watch, watch Shin Godzilla. That's my side note I for any really Godzilla discussion. do need to watch it. Is that a, <laughs> it's uh, really good. Watch it. Is it available to rent on YouTube? Because if it is, I'll fucking watch that tonight when I get home from work. Um, I'll have a quick, I'll have a quick look now, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the the couple of trailers that I, I watched, I watched the Aquaman trailer. It's fine. It's fine. I'm just not feeling that. Um, but uh, the two that the well, one I was already I knew I was going to be into, even if it does have a dickhead involved with it, uh, which is uh, Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of Grindelwald. Um, dickhead's I, putting it nicely. Yeah, I know. I'm being I'm being relatively like low key about it, but it's oh, I yeah. Uh, just sorry, a quick sidebar before you move on. Uh, yep. You can actually rent Shin Godzilla off the Play Store for three ninety nine, and cool. I recommend doing it. Done. All right. I'll watch that sometime this week, because I've been wanting to watch it. I just hadn't got around to it yet. Um, it's really good. Yeah. I, yeah, I hear. Your your housemate especially like was just exploding all over it when it came out. I remember oh. you two were just oh. like, oh. Before we like, continue, but uh, remind me to come back to something when you finish talking about your favorite okay. shows. There's something I need to bring up. Um, continue. All right, cool. But uh, yeah, no, so the Crumbs of Grindelwald is the sequel to Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Looks pretty good. I mean, that's underselling it. I am actually really into it because uh, I really, really liked Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I know it was a bit, a bit divisive with a lot of people, but I genuinely had a really great time. So I saw that twice, actually, at the cinemas as well. But I had a, a really great time. And I don't know whether it was because, I don't know, it was it was good to get back to the Harry Potter universe after a while or whether it was the fact that the main character was a Hufflepuff and that made me really happy. Um, <laughs> one of the most famous Hufflepuffs. Um, I actually have his wand now as well, thanks to uh, thanks to our good friend Ben and his lovely wife, Alison. Um, nice. They, they That was a gift they bought back for me from overseas. Um, so, yeah, I have Newt Scamander's wand. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, so obviously I really, I really, really like the character of Newt Scamander. Uh, and this one looks really great, even if it does have Johnny Depp in it, who's uh, the biggest of oh, big fuckheads. Um, he's a jerk. As a pivotal character Can't, in the story as well, which sucks. As a, but, as a really important character. So, mm-hmm. But like, here's the thing, they could easily have recast him. They he was have. barely in the first one. They could have, yeah. <laughs> they really could have. But, but oh well. <laughs> yeah, and that's that, that's why it sucks, because I really, really want to see this movie, but I'm also like, oh, I'm supporting it. Oh, internal conflict. Can I... I want to reveal my anguish to you, Joel, because okay. these movies, like, as you said, like, it was just nice to return to the Harry Potter universe, and they're pretty good movies, and J.K. Rowling's pretty heavily involved with actually writing them, isn't she? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. My knowledge of this is very loose. I think she pretty much and wrote the screenplay for, yeah, for the first one. All it does. And, like, we are, we're in a, we're getting to a point where maybe it won't be an issue anymore. Maybe we'll get some good stuff from it. But it just, it makes me think... Of the Hobbit, what it could have been, right? What it would be like to return to Middle Earth and just do another story there that does it justice. Yeah, because obviously the original trilogy of movies is incredible, and the Hobbit is just a disaster of just. Well, uh, a, there's a really good 
series of videos. I think, oh, it's an, oh shit, I've forgotten her name. I think it's Lindsay Ellis, maybe, on YouTube, where she okay. sort of like breaks down the Hobbit movies and like what was good about them, what was wrong. And it's, yeah, right. I highly recommend it because those movies just fill me with such sadness because, but like, hey, maybe Amazon show that takes it back to Middle Earth will yeah. be what I'm looking for. But well, it's, that's, it's, that's it. That's my main takeaway. It's funny because like both the, like the Hobbit and Fantastic Beasts were like spin-off books, but the, the, I guess wow, the Hobbit, the Hobbit, the Hobbit was written first. <laughs> but you know, that's what I mean though. Like they were both spin-off books. Cause I'm pretty oh. sure like like spin-off books from their main series. They, the movies are based mm. off spin-off books. Well, the Hobbit was written before Lord of the Rings and then yeah. like, Tolkien did a sequel as Lord of the Rings. But, but I, I get what you're saying with a movie perspective. Like they yeah. made Lord of the Rings first and then they were like, let's do the Hobbit and yeah. then went too far with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. turned like a book that's very short into like three, two and a half to three hour movies, which well, was just a mistake. We, with Fantastic Beasts, they kind of just used the name almost as like a, a recognizer because it yeah the, the book fantastic beasts and where to find them in the harry potter universe is a textbook written by newt scamander that they use and you can get that textbook and read through it and it's basically just like a yeah. textbook it's it's very short but yeah. it's like you know lots of different beasts and stuff it's almost like a, a bestiology of the uh the harry potter universe which is really cool but they've sort of used that and, and um and, and used the character of newt scamander and told this original story and that was really fun i really enjoyed it and here's where the differences happen. Because, and I, again, I still, I do get it, but holy shit! I mean, it's again, it's changing now with the Tolkien estate. But they, they were very strict when they sold the film rights to what they could and couldn't use in, like, future movies or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I just never, never Amazon. Like, it seems like the Tolkien estate is more willing to play ball. I just think there is there's so much potential in that goddamn world to tell really cool and interesting stories. Yeah. And we might finally get there. Like, cause that's what I love about Fantastic Beasts, regardless of my, I don't really, I'm not huge on Harry Potter, but mm-hmm. it's cool that they are still, they're doing new things within that world, but mm-hmm. expl- like, telling different stories that maybe were already hinted at in the other stories. I don't know, but, and we just don't get that with Middle Earth because of a Tolkien estate going, nah. And again, I do get it because that's how you avoid milking a franchise, but I just want more Middle Earth, please. Just more. Yeah. More. Yeah. Well, apparently they've got yeah. like five planned, I think, for the Fantastic Beast series. So we'll see how, how much staying okay. power. All right. I think I heard that when the first one came <laughs> out, they had like, they were like, oh, we've signed for five, but we'll see oh, how boy. we go with that. Um, but That's it, confidence, that is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was great. Yeah. It was just such a fun movie. Like Ash and I came out of that movie and we were like, holy fuck, that was so much fun. And I, I wasn't going into it expecting, like, with, with the intentions of coming out and, like, ragging on it. I knew I was going to have fun with it, but I didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as I really did. Um, but, yeah. Um, the last trailer I watched was the Shazam trailer, um, and I think that could be one of DC's better movies because it's the complete opposite, opposite of what DC movies generally tend to be. Um, yeah. Which, it looks like a lot of fun, and I love Zachary Levi and... It, yeah, the concept of this kid just, you know, having no family and stuff, and then one day he gets the power to become, a, like, an adult superhero is such a cool idea. I, like, it's so dumb, but there's some really genuinely funny moments in that trailer, and I was... But, yeah. I think it might be what DC needs. I like... think so. They need an Ant-Man, man. They need something like an Ant-Man Not... or, like, you know, light-hearted, fun rump. I don't want to talk about... I don't want to talk about it too much, but, like, the Aquaman trailer came out, and I just didn't care really yeah. i don't know it just 
looks that, like everything else, and there's so much CG in it, which I get because it's you know, mostly set, mostly set underwater. But it looked. Do you know what? what I, are you telling me that? Are you telling me that Jason Momoa can't actually control sharks? Because I don't believe you. I look. <laughs> I would believe that because he looks like the type of man that could do that. He does, doesn't he? Like, he just looks like a guy that just goes down to the beach and just talks to fish. Like, I, I 100% believe that, which I think is why it's good, great casting for um for Aquaman. But he's, yeah, he is good casting. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but like, in terms of, like, the vibe that I got from it at one point especially, I was like, this looks like a shittier version of Black Panther. Like... You know, like, yeah. Oh, your brother's back. Like your half brother's trying to take over the kingdom. You have to become the king. And I was like, Marvel did this last, like the start of this year, and it was much better. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll reserve judgment because I, I probably won't see it. Because I, I think the only I won't see it. The only of DC movies I've seen at the cinemas was Wonder Woman, which was great, and Suicide Squad. Wonder Woman's good. Fucking garbage. Um, I did not like Suicide Squad. <laughs> oh no, I did not either. It was I. I went and saw it, and it was my first ever gold class experience. I saw fucking oh no, <laughs> oh, it was not good, and I was just like, I just had this like puzzled expression on my face for the entire movie. I'm like, what? Huh? And it sucks because one of my favorite bands did like the lead single from it, and the best part of that movie is the soundtrack too, because it's like all these bands that I really like, two of which I'm seeing later on this year. But yeah, anyway. That's well, well, I mean, because Suicide Squad almost felt like DC going, shit, we need our own Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. And then they just retooled it and, yeah. Karen, don't mention the words Guardians of the Galaxy to me. I know. It more, hurts. But... It hurts so much. I if have it... no mm. more excitement for that mm. third movie at this point. Mm. I'm, it's, all I'm, it's all gone. I'm actually fuming about that. But So let's move on to something yep. a little bit more yep. positive, I think. Um, well, yeah. Well, like I said, there's a couple of things I wanted to come back to. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, first of all, this is this is more so just me being excited because I know you don't you haven't finished watching it or I don't know if anyone who listens to this out there has watched it but there was a new Vikings trailer that's oh, coming cool. back later this year it looks incredible. Is it like uh, the last the season or something? One, or? I don't think it's the last season. Okay, I don't I know. It was wrapping up. For some I reason, think but... it's a it's a it's a certain character's last season. But okay, we'll see. <laughs> uh, but the biggest one out of nowhere, like I found this out from a tweet that randomly. Like as of Friday in Japan, trailers, a teaser trailer popped up for a certain movie that I and a few others that we know have been waiting for. Uh, oh. And that is, of course, Rebuild of Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0. Out of nowhere, like a 30 second teaser popped up and like designs of Unit 8 with no arms and like this weird yellow thing that was like replaced. It- out of nowhere. And now it's 2020, and suddenly I'm beyond excited. Just surprised me, and I just wanted to bring that up, because I didn't see it coming this weekend, of all weekends. It's been a, it's been a good, like, week for anime, because I'm pretty sure last week was, like, the 25th or 30th anniversary of, like, Akira coming out. And I think so, yeah. Yeah, like, it's been a good week the for Dragon anime. Ball trailer. The Dragon Ball trailer. Like, it's, yeah, Attack on Titan starts on Monday. <clears throat> Uniqlo have a whole bunch of, like, Shonen Jump uh influenced t-shirts at the moment one of which except the, for one you want the one i want which is the fucking koro sensei one from assassination classrooms not available in australia it's bullshit Boo. It's bullshit 
but I am going to go pick up that Freezer shirt for you later on today, probably, Kyron. So Thanks, man. Yeah. It's a it's an awesome shirt. It's really good, yeah. That's why I was like, Kyron needs this shirt. I've got to get it. So well, um, I remember yeah. when they announced like their Shonen Jump stuff, and I was like, I hope that comes over here, but I honestly didn't think it would. I'm glad it did, though. Well, they, 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 cool. they're usually pretty... Uniqlo's pretty good with that kind of stuff, but um, like, it just takes a bit of time to get here. Um, but apparently yeah. not enough love for Assassination Classroom, which sucks. So, whatever. Um... Anyway, boo, <laughs> boo. octopus trap. <laughs> um, Why can't we all just have the things that we want? I know. I demand them, please. Oh, look at me! I sound like the internet. Um, oh, ooh, <sighs> topical. Uh, let's move into some video games, though, Kyron. I think we've had our little video uh, games. <laughs> our our Comic Con rock block right there for the start of the show. Um, cool. Uh, I think it's time that we uh, checked in with our. Quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. Cool. So yes, quest log is our what we've been playing segment for the show. Um, so yeah, Kyron, what what's 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 been happening? What's what's the news? What's the happy haps? This well, not not this week. Last Friday, the Friday before last Friday. A couple, like, it, uh, recently, recently, yeah, <laughs> recently, Square Enix finally released a game i've been waiting for on the switch like i've been waiting ever since it was announced actually back at the switch reveal Mm -hmm. and got like a demo the same day it was yeah can't believe they did that still but uh it is of course the game called octopath traveler Mm -hmm. it's available it's finished you can buy it i think the prologue demo is still up if you want to sort of still try it out and the progress carries over the full game yeah. yeah Uh, but it's out, Joel. It's finally here. It's out. Shit. <laughs> it's good. It's really good. It's good. I, awesome. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of the best place to start. Where would you, do you want me to start? Mechanics or just overall thoughts in the game? Where should I start with this thing? Because I don't even know. I'm trying to think. I, I'd, like to I do, hear, I'd, I'd like to I, hear your overall I, thoughts on the on the full game. Because I think we've sort of talked okay. so, uh, a little yeah, bit a good about point, actually. Like, mechanics and stuff like that. But... Uh, yeah, but yeah, we did actually. We covered the, the battle stuff when I think we played the prologue demo. Mm, mm. Uh, okay, so first and foremost, like yeah, this is a full game. So I finally I sunk probably about twenty or so hours into it over the last couple of weeks, nice. and I've managed to to collect my Octopath Travelers because how the game plays obviously is you pick a hero and you sort of just you go. You can yeah. go and pick up the other eight. You don't really have to if you don't want to, as far as I can tell. Although, like, you will need at least four to take advantage of all of their path actions, since they all have unique things they can do in the world. But did you have you? How much have you been keeping up with Octopath Traveler, Joel? Like, with, have you been seeing the memes going around with people realizing what the names mean? Uh yeah, I did actually. I did see some of the tweets saying that that, that Octopath actually spells out like the that is the first letter of the eight characters in the game. Yeah, which it is, is and. Fucking cool. That's so cool. <laughs> it's really cool. Uh, but I do. I'll, I'll go. I'll do a brief overview of each of the characters. Mm-hmm. So there is Alberic, the warrior. He is essentially like the, he's the guy that you can challenge anyone to a fight with in town. So oh, if you want to yeah. just run a fight, if you want to be a fight club guy, you just yeah. you just start with Alberic and just fight everyone. I challenge you to Mortal Kombat. Yeah, he, right. Cool. Yeah, it's basically that and. That that's what he does. There's Cyrus, who is a scholar. He will generally be like your black magic caster, which is very useful to have in this game. You definitely want to have someone who can who can use magic because of how the combat system works. 
His ability is scrutinize, where uh, he will basically question, I guess. You, you don't see the actual process of this, but you use it and you'll see like a write-up, like the character's bio, which means that someone also had the job of like writing bios for a lot of these NPCs. Right. One of them really like, I think you can scrutinize a dog and <laughs> do it. If you see that dog, I won't tell you what it says. Just do it. You can probably Google it if you want to know, but it's very funny. That's awesome. Uh, tr- it is. Uh, Tressa is a merchant character. What makes her unique is she can purchase items off of uh, NPCs. And in battle, she can use money to hire like people to fight for you. which Because ma- she doesn't have very good attacks herself. But her ability to like call in other characters to back her up is very neat. There is Ophelia, the white mage, essentially, the cleric. She will be your healer. Therion is the thief. Steals, picks locks, you know, traditional thief stuff. Yep, he's the one I played uh, in the demo. Yeah, he's very cool. Yep. He's very cool. I did like him a There's lot. There's Althan, who is an apothecary. He is another healer class, but he heals slightly differently, whereas he's more of an alchemist, and he mixes up stuff on the go, which is very neat. Awesome. Then there is Prim- Primrose, a dancer. She's also sort of a... I don't know how to really just... She can debuff enemies. She's sort of a weird... Because they, they almost feel like they're staggered as, like, different degree of experience with JRPGs. And Primrose is a bit trickier to use. She she doesn't have much in the way of offense, but she has good... She can do dark magic, which not many can. She, much like the cleric, can, can summon, like, get people to follow her, except she does it by seduction. So it has a okay. chance to fail, which is funny. <laughs> and, of course, then the last one, and this is the one that when I did her story, I was a bit... I didn't, I didn't really jump into it that much as Hanit, the hunter. Okay. So she is a bow, like a ranged fighter. But she, her, her gimmick is she can actually weaken enemies and capture them Pokemon style. And then she can use their attacks a certain amount of times before they return to the wild, which is oh, very handy. That's cool. Yeah, because there are some strong enemies that have really good attacks that come in handy in boss fights, which is cool. And her ability, much like Olberic, is yeah, she can just fight people with her, with her beasts. Okay, but her storyline... Her dialogue, oh my god, it's all very like old English, like Shakespearean, like Taoist, and all this stuff. And it was a bit much. Okay, like her 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 origin story was a bit much. I've seen some other people saying that similar things on the internet because it's not really present anywhere else in the in the game's world. Just this one place apparently just speaks like that. Okay, which, you know, sure, it was a bit weird and a bit much. But yeah, so those are the eight characters, and how the game sort of works is. The world sort of seems designed where you your the idea is to just do a lap. You do a full lap to get all your characters. Okay. Uh, when you pick when you pick them up and you do their chapter one, like their chapter two will pop up somewhere else on the map, and that's sort of where you, the game opens up. Right. And that's so twenty hours in, I got all eight characters, and I'm starting the game proper. I would say now. Awesome. Awesome. That sounds really good. I so, I might get to it eventually. It's just yeah. It's very cool if you like the idea of an old... Like, it seems to be picking... Like, it's on a lot of people's radars. A lot of people I know are playing it, or they want to play it eventually, mm. and that's kind of exciting. Especially, like, for a... It's a very old-school JRPG, but it doesn't really bring much in the way of new mechanics to the genre, but it's just... It does a really good job of what it does. Yeah. I do have one complaint. Okay. Now, I don't know if this will change later on, but because of the nature of how the story is told in like chapters for the heroes. Each of the heroes has like, so the chapter one, you know, it's an origin story, so it makes sense. But for chapter two, I've done a couple of them and you'll go to the town in question for their story and you can start it 
as soon as you enter, or you can say no and then go to a tavern to pick it up. But essentially, the cutscenes and all that stuff is like only about hero, and oh. it just feels weird. And I could talk for a while about one of my favorite things about JRPGs is the the, the party stuff, like having the whole party involved, and all these. Again, it could change later. Maybe paths will cross. And there are little cutaway scenes where you like you press the plus button sometimes when it says, like, listen to travel dialogue and they'll have little scenes. Okay. But the bulk of the character stories are, like, none of the other party are involved in that particular story. And that just sort of bums me out. Yeah, that's that's disappointing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm trying to think of a good comparison. Like, imagine... <sighs> What's a JRPG you've played, Joel, recently? Well, I guess you're playing Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The last, like, JRPG okay. that you, I sank you, a lot of time into was Persona 5, so... Persona. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the... That's tricky, because, like, as much as the whole party is there, like, it does really have one protagonist. I guess that's why it's hard. Yeah. I just wish that the rest of the party had more input. Imagine if a lot of the, the main cutscene stuff in, say, in Persona 5, screw it, was yep. just Joker, and the rest of the party was just not there for it, except for uh, in the general gameplay. Like, I don't know, it's it's really hard to... Because, th- like, this game does have eight protagonists, so I can sort yeah. of see how that works for them, but I just really like when the party is involved. A lot of my favourite JRPG moments are from, like, party scenes, with yeah. the entire group just contributing to the conversation, and, it, yeah, it just sort of bums me out a bit, but I, the I gameplay gonna... makes up for it in spades. I was going to say, like... I- I was like, oh, maybe that's just because they're going for, like, that throwback style. But, like, even those other games, like Chrono Trigger and stuff like that, were, like, your yeah, party was there, Chron- too. So exactly. it doesn't really make much sense, yeah. Six as well. Like, mm. Final Fantasy Six, the whole party is there. for Like, it does split your party up. And that's the thing. I kind of wouldn't have minded, maybe, if they just... Again, it would require you to have all eight characters, but maybe just hard-decided... Like, this would be party A, and this would be party B, so they could design cutscenes around that. But I guess because you can have any combination of characters, they were just like, no, okay, so you enter this town for Ferion's quest, only he is in the cutscenes, cutscene ends, your party's back, and you're like, "Ah, I get it, but I kind of just wanted more. Like, if this gets a sequel, I hope that's the one thing they sort of change about it, because, yeah, it's just, it's a minor bummer, Yeah, but the rest of the game makes up for it. Like, the music is incredible, the visuals look stunning, and the gameplay is addictive, and just complex enough and pretty hard, honestly. Cool. And I just love it. Yeah, I, I mean, everyone seems, everyone's playing it seems to just be really, really enjoying it. So it's good to hear yeah. that it's sort of lived up to the hype that, because like you said, it's been hyped up since the Switch launch. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been cooking for a while. Mm. But I mean, when you think about it, like also not really, like a that's, year and a half ago, this yeah, game. That's true. That's actually pretty good for a, a Square Enix JRPG. Oh, it's true though. That's actually that's <laughs> really good, actually. Yeah, that's a good. That's a quick turnaround. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously a lot more simple in nature, but yeah, yes, yeah, it's good. Awesome, good news. I'm enjoying it. Good news. Um, have you been playing anything else, Garen? Honestly, I I mean I've been dabbling a bit in Dark Souls to go back towards my platinum. Mm-hmm. I'm so so close now, but apart from that, not really. Cool. Awesome. Well, uh, what about what about you, Joel? I've look, 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 look. There's something I've been playing quite a lot of this last week, um, but there's a couple of little things that I wanted to chuck in here really briefly as well. Um, okay. So, uh, Enter the Gungeon. You've heard me talk about it before. It's 
one of my favorite like indie games just because it's such it does i think it's better than binding of isaac it's harder for sure 100 percent um i was talking with a good friend of ours uh yesterday <clears throat> i was hanging out with uh who's a big like binding of isaac fan loves it really good at it like finished it multiple times over all that sort of stuff um and i told him a few like a month or so ago that if he liked that he should pick up into the gungeon especially because he's got a switch now as well um and i i saw last week that he was playing it and i'm like yes yes he's finally playing it um and we were chatting about it and he was like yeah it's really great because it's fucking hard though and i go yep it's real hard isn't it and uh yeah so we um we, we were talking about that and um i said well there's a new update that's just come out for it uh, and he's like oh really i said yeah literally this week i think it was like three days ago um and uh it's like a big like content update essentially it adds a new area um a whole bunch of new items um and fixes some things up as well uh and the update is called uh enter the gungeon advanced gungeons and dragons so uh continuing the theme brilliant name yeah continuing the theme of uh of gun gun puns throughout the game which i love it's, it's part of the reason why i love the game um but it's really cool um I haven't encountered much of the new stuff except for a few, like quite a few new items and weapons. The one thing that I found since playing it uh, is that weapon drops and like chest drops are happening so much more frequently, which is, I think, making the game even better than I enjoyed it beforehand. Because sometimes you try, you'd be on a run and you'd you'd have to try and finish that first chamber which uh, another pun as well but like the first um the first dungeon area is um you have to finish that with like just the base gun that you've got at the start like your starting weapon because you just won't have enough money to pick up something else or you won't find anything or you won't have any keys or all the things you'll pick up will be items and not guns and it's like okay cool it's like almost like a, a bit of a dud run um but now like when i started it up literally the first run i had like every room i walked into when i cleared it a chest would drop and it was like, all right, cool, here we go. This is the pacing feels a lot more better, and you start to feel a little bit more super powered at the start of the game. That's not to say that it makes the game easier; it's still fucking hard. Um, and I think the furthest I've ever got is like the fourth boss area, because the boss is like randomly generated. Uh, but I think the fourth one's like a set one. Um, it's like a giant. Oh, okay. It's, it's called it's like the wall of guns or something. It's a giant wall, and it's fucked. But um. It's it's a great game. It's on sale at the moment as well. I don't exa- exactly know how much for on the on the Switch because obviously because I've bought it on there, I can't see how much it is. Um, but that's uh, a weird feature with that because it's the same on the PlayStation Store. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish I could still see the price. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 it sucks a little bit. I think if you go into it, you can actually see, but I just, I didn't check it. But it's like I think the most you'll pay for it is like twenty bucks, twenty five bucks. Um, and with this new update, I highly recommend if you like those types of games to go check it out. Um, but I won't harp on it uh, too much longer because um, the the one big game I've been playing this week is going to take up a lot of time. So uh, the next one I've been playing was a game that I've been looking at for a long while. Um, it finally came out on mobile, so I thought, fuck it, this will be the opportunity for me to um, to pick it up and give it a go, and that is uh, Absolute Drift Zen Edition. Um, so Absolute Drift is like a top-down... I, it's not a racing game. Because it's not all about yep. going fast; it's about drifting. It's about drifting, yeah. In the dino dimension, in the dino dimension, yeah, for sure. Overdrift, um, but yeah, it's <laughs> oh man, I gotta watch that again now. Uh, it's very, it's very funny. It's very funny, but uh, yeah, it's great. It's like it's top down, like 
all about control and not speed. Um, it works really pretty well on the mobile, um, but I would play this game a hell of a lot more if it was on the Switch. This is a perfect Switch game. Um, it's so it'll it'll come the Switch. I guarantee. It. Yeah, I'm I'm just waiting for the day. And it, as soon as it does, I'll buy it again because it's it's really good. Like the game starts off with this like like Buddha esque um, statue, and it's like I'm the Drift Master. It's like to to become the ma- you have to uh, to become the ultimate Drift King. You have to or Master. You have to go through all these challenges, and like the next time you see me, you will be the Drift Master. And it's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, it's just like these like open world areas basically that you can drive around in. It's very minimalistic style. Um, it's all like very few colors. Um, and when they are, they're like yellows or blues or reds that, that pop quite a lot. Um, nice. And yeah, I just, it, it, the, the feel of like slight, like of drifting around and sliding around, especially in like nice big open areas. It's really nice. Um, there's like series of challenge tracks that you can go through. Um, there are also in each like open world hub area. There's like missions you have to 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 do to unlock the next one, or the next area. And it might be like um, jump over this thing or drift around this crane, like do a full 360 around this crane. Um, and it's really fun just like driving around trying to figure out which one is uh is uh like what's going to help you like be a mission. Like, you know, you're not really sure it has like little text near it. Um, just the visual presentation of this game is really nice. Um, the soundtrack's really cool as well. It's like this really like chill electronica stuff. Um, that's quite relaxing. Like the Zen edition part of the title very much holds up. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I really like the game. It's a lot of fun. If you like that type of game, uh, and it's a really good sort of like chill out. I've been playing it before I go to bed some nights just because like I'll sit in, sit in bed, either chuck a podcast or I'll just listen to the music and just like chill out, drift around, try and do do all these uh, sick drifts. Um, but yeah, it's a, a lot the of fun. Sickest of drifts. Yeah, it's like $4.50 on the App Store. Um, you can get it on PC and PS4 as well, I believe. Um, but yeah. yeah I'm, it's on PS4. I, I, I've looked at it a couple of times. It, it, it's definitely a game that, I've had my eye on mm-hmm. and it, what you've said sounds good, but yeah, if it was on switch, I'd definitely be more tempted. Yep. It's the perfect, like sit on the couch and play a game while you're watching TV. Like it's really, cause there's no real story or anything like that. It's just like, and I think having the, the thumbstick, like, like the actual like thumbstick control would be a lot better. Um, to the point where I started looking at MFI controllers for my phone and I was like, no, I'll just wait. No, no. Just wait. <laughs> um, it'll come to switch. Like back mm. things getting so many games per week. Like it's yep. going to happen. Yeah. I, I did a bit of a, a research around, look around and no word yet, but I'm hoping so. Um, like Joel, like here's something I didn't know about speak just to derail the conversation a bit, <laughs> but, uh, keep talking and nobody explodes. That's coming to switch. Really? That... So, that, so apparently they're releasing a VR free version of a game that's coming to PS4 and will also be on switch. I, it doesn't surprise me. Cause I think you can play the PC version without VR. Mm. Um, I think so too, but yeah, this will be, oh yeah, I will, I think I'll buy it on switch that, just to that, derail slightly. But... Oh no, no, that's a, that's a fun party game. Like that, that's. Imagine like it'll, the idea will still work because someone will be on a handheld unit, yeah. And then everyone else can have like the instructions still. That's oh, that's cool. And even like if you really wanted to go all out, like you could have them playing on the TV, and then the other people, oh, yeah. other people are in like another room. You have like a walkie-talkie setup. <laughs> yes. And really communicate that way. That'd be oh man, I want to do that now. Yeah. So that's gonna be that's so like yeah, I think this game will come to Switch as well. Like it sounds yeah. like. 
if it's if it's like a small like a not too demanding sort of indie smallish game like mm. it'll be there eventually well like it runs on mobile so like it's it's not super yeah. demanding. so yeah it, it, it sort of falls into that category of like well if it runs on a mobile phone it should run on the switch um but get it on the switch get it on the switch <laughs> so that's the slogan of our, our podcast apparently um we've upgraded from the persona 5 cast to to get it on get the switch, on the switch. Yeah. <laughs> um but Kyron, the game that i've been playing the most over or games i guess technically uh, over the last week and a bit uh has been i've been continuing my kingdom hearts journey oh, i'm uh, so excited joel i can't remember if uh, i think the last time we chatted uh i hadn't finished one i have now no you hadn't you uh, can wrap it up I've, give me your closing thoughts i uh, fucking hate uh, okay well Again, mild spoilers. Well, not mild. Very big spoilers, I guess, for Kingdom Hearts 1 because uh, or the Kingdom Hearts series as well. So if you're planning on playing them uh, and you don't want to know anything going into them, which I actually kind of recommend, um, I'll take down... Uh, to be fair, Joel... It's been I, a while. I've played them and I still don't know what's going on in them, so... Yeah, true. You know. <laughs> but, like, I mean, I'm trying my best. I feel like, I feel like I'm, I'm doing okay, but, man... Once we get okay. to once we get to uh, two, yeah, that's when that's when things check in with me after two. Yeah, that's we'll like know. it's already. I'm like, more uh, my head spinning. But um, yeah. So, <laughs> f- closing thoughts on Kingdom Hearts one. Ansem is a dickhead, and I hate him. Yep, he's yep. Th- there was the, a part of his final boss fight which was really bad, and I get it. It's an old game, totally get it. And I don't know whether it was because I was really tired when I tried to do it, but um, I spent so long on it it just i couldn't it's the part where he's at the front of like the fucking world of chaos like ship and he's like firing lasers at you yeah Yeah. and he's like firing lasers and then you get close to him and he does his like fucking little bat and twirl staff thing and it's like oh man and i had no potions left and i had oh yeah i I did i can see how it would be tricky yeah so i was relying fully on um cura and also i hadn't upgraded arrow so I, I think I only had like, I think I only had like okay. base level arrow. So like, oh yeah, like I went into it on the back foot, definitely. But I was just like at that point where I'm like, I know this is the end. I want to get through it. Um, and especially after talking to you last week as well, saying that all the things that I had issues with, like mildly in one, I pretty much rectified in two. Um, and I was like, all right, well, oh, let's yeah. just, let's just, I won't worry but too much about like completing anything here. Let's just get through stuff. Um, but I, I finally did it. I did get past it. Like the next day, I went to bed in a very foul mood, and then woke up the next day uh, and finished it right before I had to go to work. And I was almost late to work because I had to sit through all the cutscenes at the end. Um, There's a lot. Yeah. So once I got past that initial part of the fight, the rest of it was pretty stock standard. Like just taking out the stuff on the top of the ship, and then fighting some heartless, and then you get Goofy back, and then you do the same thing again. You get Donald back, and. That was really cool, like getting the team back together and then all three of us going out there and just wailing on Anson. Oh, yeah. Um, just trashing him. Yeah, just fucking ruining him. It was so good. Felt so good. Um, but yeah, I, I finished it. I was like, that was great. Really enjoyed it. Uh, and then I got home from work that night and I'm like, I'm going to start playing Kingdom Hearts 2. And I've now played quite a lot of Kingdom Hearts 2. I'm about, I want to say like maybe 12 or 13 hours in. Um, nice. Kyron, I think this might be one of my favorite video games of all time now. I, it's a really good video game. It's so I cannot emphasize that enough. Good. It's 
so fucking good, and the fact that it holds up. Like, I know it's a it's a HD it remaster, but they haven't done too much to it. But like, it holds up. Like mechanics wise, Kingdom Hearts visually, two looked incredible on PS2. Oh, it's bonkers what they've done, what they've squeezed out of that. It's like it's like Last of Us PS3 levels of 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 how much they squeezed out of that console. Man, I. I just keep getting surprised and excited, and anytime something new gets thrown at me, there's so much new stuff, and I, d- I don't even so know where to start, Kyron. I don't even know where to start. Okay. All right, then. Let's start with the part that I think is... is It's a, it's, it's a part of Kingdom Hearts 2's legacy, and it's a part that you probably... I think you knew was coming just because of your friends with a lot of people who play Kingdom Hearts 2, mm-hmm. so the jokes are very obvious, mm-hmm. but... It's the Roxas stuff. Right. And I, I, I was prepared for that. And I think that actually made yeah. me enjoy it more because I was ready to not like it almost. And so... Yeah, okay. I can see how that would work. When I went into it with like low expectations, I guess, I was like, all right, cool. We're going to get through all this. And like, because like people were like, oh, it's like 20 hours worth or 10 hours worth. It was like four or f- three or four, maybe. And that- it feels like more. It, honestly, I didn't have that much of a problem with it. Like, it was kind of fun. I I will take this chance to sort of reframe it and explain why I hated it so much. Okay. I think it was partially because, you know, you play through Kingdom Hearts 1 and you're like, that was really good. Yeah. I am so ready for a sequel. And you wait a few years for a sequel to come along and you're like, yes, it's finally here. Let's do it. You fire it up and then you're playing as Roxas. And you're like, yeah. who the hell is this blonde kid? Who is, why am I Jesse McCartney? Yep. Yep. <laughs> You beautiful soul. Um, I don't care. I don't care about his beautiful soul. I want to be. <laughs> want to be Sora, the main character. But yeah, he's sleeping. Like I, chain of memories, which you skipped. I don't. Yeah, I don't mind Roxas. To be honest, um, I didn't. I don't know. There's something shady going on with him, though. I, I don't. Oh, I, I, well, there is, Joel. Yeah, there sure like, is. Yeah, like some of the the cutscenes that obviously I think were from like chain of memories and stuff. I'm like, huh. Okay. I'll tell you what. Like, my opinion of Roxas changes when you finish that game, and I'm like, ah, oh, crap. Okay. But you'll, I, I'm so excited to hear... Ah, oh, Joel, I love Kingdom Hearts 2. Because so- of you, I like I went and bought the 1.5 plus 2.5 collection for PS4, which basically means... So I own Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 on PS2, yep. and then I bought them both in the HD collections on PS3, mm-hmm. and now I've bought them again on PS4. So yep. you're welcome, Square Enix. But uh, you also bought two twice as well didn't you did you buy 2.5 and 2.8 yes i did buy 2.8 but that doesn't include two it includes the the prologue for three and the 3ds one which i am afraid joel i say i i will be in the camp that says that is a must play before you get to kingdom hearts 3 oh, I'm gonna but yep. we'll cross that bridge at a later date yeah we'll get to that. i'm just gonna you can get borrow through. my copy if you need to all right cool i'm, I'm just gonna i'm getting through kingdom hearts 2 but man i'm yeah. just holy shit Everything about this game is so good. The worlds I've been to so far, whether they've been ones I went to in Kingdom Hearts 1 or new ones, I have one particular favorite that I didn't actually know was a thing, and it fucking knocked me on the floor. Uh, which so I know what you mean, Yeah, it's very cool. The fucking Steamboat Mickey one, and I just... It's so good. It was so good. Like, going in there, and I was like, it was all black and white, and I went, no way. Are we... Oh, my God. And then seeing, like... Donald and Goofy as like their old style versions, yeah. and then Rock uh, Sora yeah. looks like a, a me character. His face looks like he's been made in Me Maker, <laughs> and it cracked me up because he's got dirt face. So 
part of you, one of the reasons I get really excited when I see a new world for Kingdom Hearts games, I'm like, oh shit, like the the way the HUD changes, the way yes. the outfits for your characters change, yes. it's just so good. The HUD thing is that that one of the things that like that I love. I it I, it looks so good and yep. stylized every time, and it's animated like I so much like effort and care has been put into this. Um, which is, I can almost see why Kingdom Hearts three has taken this long. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine what it's going to be like. I'm going to fucking... Oh, Joel, it's going to... I'm gonna, When I walk into Andy's room, I'm going to fucking just... I'm just going to cry a lot and just be like, I'm so happy right now. And then Buzz and I think a majority of Kingdom Hearts fans are just going to be broken when they hit credits on that game. Yeah. I think it's going to break a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not ready for it, but I'm so ready for it. Yeah. Like, it's... Oh, man. I just... So, I, I, the other big thing about... Kingdom Hearts 2 that I, I actually enjoy now is the fucking gummy ship. I actually like it's, those levels now. <laughs> I still don't like them, but I do get that it's a massive improvement over Kingdom Hearts 1's it's, gummy ship. It feels like I have control over it now. And like being able to switch... Yes. <laughs> like I switched on like like fully automatic, so I, I didn't have to... I could just hold the button down uh, and like move around. It felt better and they were they were good it felt like what they wanted to do originally but it was like breaking up like the open world segments with like these like little mini game segment that was sort of like a, a palate cleanser almost and um i i think they've done a really good job with it now and the fact that like the gummy ship you don't have to worry about building them they just give you blueprints and you've got them you just yep so much better so much better cuz i way better i i have not got time to sit down and fucking build a ship from scratch because Oh, that, no, no, thank you. Um, but yeah, so I really like the gummy ship stuff now. Um, all like, I, I mean, I, I don't even know where else, to, what else to say. I've just been gushing about this game all week. I've been flooding okay. your inbox full of messages. Just like, oh, oh my God, I'm this part. <laughs> Which Holy is why shit. I bought it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've influenced a few what? people because our, our friend Brod has went and, uh, went and started playing it again because he had a copy of it. Um, another one of my friends from work, I was talking about it with him and he's like, fuck it, I'm going to go buy it. So he went and bought the collection as well. So where's my commission, Square Enix? I've been I just, I just played the Kingdom Hearts 2 HD version like last year, I think. And yep. I was like, screw it, let's do it again. Let's go. I'm ready. This game's so good. And you still have so much to look forward to, in my opinion, Joel. I want to... What do you... Okay. One of my favorite things about Kingdom Hearts 2, I don't know why... Because honestly, they're not that cool or like, I don't think they're, I think that they could have been done way better, but I just love the organization. I think they're cool yeah, baddies. I think they are too. And they're all unique and different. Yeah. And every time you oh, encounter yeah. one, you're like, oh wow. Like, and I, I try, I attempted a, uh, one of the, what are they called? The, uh, I can't remember the name of them, but like the fights, I didn't know what they were until I actually went into one. It was like a crystal on the wall. Because one of the other organization members tells you about them, and he's like, "Oh, I, I think it's they the were something report f- or something." Yeah, the the ans- the Anson reports, not the Anson or... reports. It's it's oh, maybe I'm getting mixed it's up. I can't remember what they're called. I, it's okay. I think the I think this stuff is like Final Mix stuff as well, which I wasn't, okay. which I'm also not super familiar with because we I didn't play Final Mix until last year when because I don't think Kingdom Hearts Two got a Final Mix release until the HD version right. over here. Okay, um, Final Mix. Final mix, Joel. When you get... Oh, Joel. You can... So this isn't a spoiler. I'll just let you know right now. Okay. Because you, you skipped 
chain of memories. So you missed fighting like basically half the organization. And there's some very cool organization members in that game, okay. but they bought them in as like optional boss fights. I think that's what later in the game you can. It's like a like a little arena you can go and fight. Yep the missing organization members that that's basically what it was like it was in i was leaving the pirates world and there was like this crystal on the yeah. wall and like before that like i'd seen i think in the underworld in uh like, oh, you've been the underworld yeah at the olympus coliseum so so you've got Oron. yeah yeah that was awesome Fuck yeah, Oron. Yeah, this it was best. so cool because Hades is like, I got the biggest, baddest guy here. And he's like, hey, Hades, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, I'm Oron. I'm from Final Fantasy X. I do what I want. And even still, even though I love Hades because it's fucking um, James Woods and he's so good. But even though we... But James Woods sucks. <laughs> yeah, true. Oh, but Hades is cool. Like his performance as Hades is good. I just, yeah. It's ironic because James Woods is just a jerk much like Hades. But yeah, true. I... I just like I do like Hades as a character. He's just he's very cool, and I like you know, he's got a little bit more to do in this one. Like I I like that the underworld's not uh, the, okay. the Olympus Coliseum's not just not just the arena fights. There's actually like stuff to do there. That's one of the biggest points that I think is worth bringing up. Like a lot of the worlds are just bigger. Mm-hmm. Yep, but they and the, the characters have more going on with the actual story as well. But they don't feel big and empty they feel big and every part of those maps has a purpose like you you during your time within that world you will go to all of those parts of that map like yes it, it, it will lead you through there if you just follow the story through which is which is good it sort of like opens up exploration without having to like deviate from the story too much which i kind of like yeah um especially like places like um well, the Steamboat Mickey one, I, I ended up wandering around and then I was like, all right, cool. I'll go and continue the story now. Um, and when I did that and I got through probably one of my favorite boss fights in the game so far. It's a very good it's boss fight. It's a great boss fight uh, against uh, Pete on the on the, on the the Steamboat, which is cool. Um, but then it led me back through those areas I'd already went and like checked out. And I was like, huh, okay, cool. So it's, it's funneling me through and making sure that I see everything that those worlds have to offer, which is really, I like that because they've obviously put a lot of time into it and they want people to experience that. So they've, they're funneling you through um, certain things. Um, I, I, I find it funny too. I, I, for some reason the other night I decided to watch um, uh, Aaron Hansen or Ego Raptor from Game Grumps. I decided to watch the Mega Man sequelitis again. I had this urge to watch it. And yep. the things he's saying about Mega Man X where it's like how it's teaching you to play the game without actually popping up, which Kingdom Hearts 2 does have a lot of like pop-ups of like information. This is what you need to be doing. Um, but there are a lot of parts that sort of do lead to that natural experimentation with the mechanics of the game and then going, oh, okay. Oh, I was supposed to do that. Right. Or like funneling you into certain areas without being like, go here first. It's like... um Again, with that steamboat, I'm just using the steamboat Mickey one because it's my favorite so far because it was so well done. Um, but like when the five like portals open up in the in the main area, uh, and you're like, all right, well, yep. they're like, maybe we should go check that out. And you're like, okay, cool, but it doesn't block you from going and exploring like I did around the other areas, which is when I did that. And then yeah. okay, I was like, all right, well, there's nothing else here. I'll go through one of these things, and then it, you know went through the process of that. So I, I really like, yeah, how it's 
it's exploration, but it's not like vast exploration, which I think is a thing that can be a real detriment to games these days. Because I think people are just making giant open worlds for the sake of making because they can. Um, yeah, it's been a problem for a while mm, with open world games. Yeah, the, there was a me- there was a mentality like there was a time when games would be like, oh yeah, well our world map is this type like this much bigger than Skyrim, and you're like, I don't care because Skyrim is so big. Yep. But also, there's just nothing there for me. Yeah, and it's like parts where you're just like, well, this is just me walking. This this is essentially a yeah. loading screen. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, so to have these like just really like focused and and concentrated areas that are still big, bigger than one, but like still not overly big. Um, I I love that. I think it's it's so refreshing to be able to go back to a time when that was a thing. I guess. Um, but yeah, like uh, it's t- there's so much in this game, like mechanics wise as well. That whereas like there are like different like summons aren't really summons anymore. You like transform, and then there's I like yeah. I'm still getting my oh, head Joel. around all that. Oh Joel, and the fucking context. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say we need to talk. Okay, we need to talk about forms. Okay, yep. Fucking. Double keyblades. Yep. Well, let's go. Yep. The moment that that happened, I I, I remember sending you a message just going two keyblades. What the fuck? Oh, like, and oh. you've got a few different forms to look forward to as well, and they are the best. I love them. The only, I've got two at the moment, but the only one that I've used yep. is the Valor one, I think, which is the first one you get. Yeah. Oh, and I've got wisdom. Oh. I've got wisdom now as well, oh. but. My sweet summer child, I cannot wait till you get the form that I'm thinking of because it is the best. I just, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when you get to it, but it oh, is so it. good. And I love the... I, okay, I do love the context-sensitive triangle button stuff, like the combo stuff. Sometimes it's been a bit of an impairment because I've done something yeah, there are some, that I didn't want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Um, But like, like going through Beast Castle, which, which, side note, fucking Beast Castle out the gate... Fuck yeah. Yep. Fucking yes. And it's gorgeous. It looks so and good. the music is so good. It's so good. And, and the final boss you fight there is really cool. Yep. It's, oh man. Yeah, do the fucking, the chandelier thing where you had to like swing around on the chandelier yep. and like knock him out so he like uncloaks. Oh, oh it's so good. Um, but yeah, there are a couple times there where I, I go to hit the triangle because I was doing another type of combo and it would activate the beast um, team up combo instead oh, okay yeah and i was like oh See, they, okay. i wish they were different buttons but yeah i get i get what you mean yeah yeah it was a little bit a, a little bit clunky but again old game totally give it a pass because it does so much else better than it's it's uh uh original game and things that hold up to this day like i i feel this game this game still holds up you could put this game in front of someone I... if you release this game now and like, if no one knew Which about they it, did do really? Well, yeah, you know what I mean. Though. But like, if if this game came out now, yeah, it like, it, I would be okay. I'd be like, all right, that makes sense. That looks that looks decent. It makes it, it looks like a fine yeah. game. Um, but yeah, it's just oh, I love this game, Kyrie. And I literally, I legitimately think it's the every time I play it, it just inches. I, I'm it's in my my top favorite games of all time already. And I'm like, it's really good. Fifteen hours into it, and I just was like. Why the fuck did I wait this long to play Kingdom Hearts? Um, welcome 
to the most confusing but incredible series of games that I think has been around, especially the, like as far as like action JRPGs go. Yeah. Like, oh boy, and it does it, tra- uh, it treads that line of action JRPG and traditional fairly well. Like, I haven't really seen like apart from like other Final Fantasy games, I guess, like the the menu system and the combat system implemented in many other games and until recently anyway um yeah considering this game how do you feel about going back to hollow bastion yeah that was pretty cool and the fact that it was like all like leon and all that were trying to like fix it up and sid was there and sid spoke this time final fantasy hangout location yeah yep yep and Scrooge McDuck was there, and he wanted to make ice cream. Fuck yeah, Scrooge McDuck! I was like, "Fuck it, yes, Scrooge McDuck." Um, uh, yeah, like it was awesome. Like I, I really liked going back there after, like obviously, like recently being there at the end of the game uh, of of one. I forget was is Sid in the same outfit as Kingdom Hearts one? I think so. Yeah, it's just that he didn't speak. Yeah. in the first one. Yeah, it's just that's one of the things that's just weird to me because. He's just like, yeah, I'm I'm from Kingdom Hearts One. Meanwhile, Cloud Strife is like, I'm in my Advent Children outfit yep. now, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, cool, cool. awesome, and fucking like cool, Liam's yeah, right. got like a sweet new like haircut, and I think he just looks like, yep. like polished up a little bit more. Aerith looks pretty and similar, but Aerith's voice acting. Aerith is, is in her she's in a sweet Crisis Core outfit, uh, I believe okay. that is. Yep, but but uh, yeah, Nina Savari is not a good not a good choice for Aerith. No. She just found, sounds like she's phoning I, it in. And that's, uh, I don't, so when, when she does the voice, did the voice in Advent Children, I was not feeling it. Mm. And then when she was also the voice in this as well, I'm like, oh, she's going to be back in Kingdom Hearts 3, isn't she? I forgot she was in fucking Advent Children, is that? But here's the thing though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. We know that Kingdom Hearts 3 has got a Tangled World. Mandy Moore played Rapunzel in that. So is she going to come oh, back yes. and revoice Rapunzel? Surely, right? Surely. Like, especially considering, like, she's had a connection with the series already. Maybe yeah. maybe they had, like, some grand scheme of that. That's the reason why they recast her in, apart from the fact that, you know, the Advent Children thing as well. But I don't know. I just had that thought then. I was like, yeah, because Tangled's going to be the next one and Rapunzel's going to be in it. So. I, I still think we're going to get Mina Savari as Aerith, though. I think, yeah. Because... It's uh-huh. from what we can tell. Again, it's weird because it's hard to compare. But because Steve Burton has been Cloud Strife from Kingdom Hearts One to Advent Children to Kingdom Hearts Two, and he was also the voice of him in the Final Fantasy VII remake stuff we've seen. Right. So I just have this feeling they're going to stick with those voice actors. Which I mean, hey, maybe the problem in those other games was direction, like could be voice acting, and like like the direction of said voice acting has gotten way better in recent times. Like the voice acting in Octopath Traveler, a throwback JRPG is surprisingly good. Okay, cool. So maybe, maybe they'll have better direction this time and they'll actually, that's, it just sounds like so many of those voices from again, the PS2 era and Advent Children just didn't, they're not the Final Fantasy VII characters I wanted. Right. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Well, hopefully. Yeah. It's, but, um, but yeah, man, I just, I'm so in, I'm so in, I'm going to have to watch so oh, many, I'm so happy. I'm going to have to watch I'm so, so many, happy. I'm going to have to watch so many lore videos and like fucking history videos and things like that just to get super prepped for, um, for, for, for the next stage. But it's, it's funny, like 
I, I guess like closing comments on on my first impressions of Kingdom Hearts two is every time I go to a new world, I suppose one as well, but every time I go to a new world, like having been to Disneyland last year for the first time and remembering what that experience was like, like walking through the gates and seeing the castle and then crying a little bit because I was so fucking happy. Like I have like a, a much obviously more scaled down feeling like that every time I go to a new world or like, I, like the map will open up with like new areas. And I'm like, Oh, what's that one over there? And I'll fly over it to it. Obviously I can't go into it yet, but I'm like trying to make out. I'm like, that looks like Atlantica. I think we're going to Atlantica. And then it's like, Oh, that one's obviously Pirates of the Caribbean. And then you're like, then you, you try and like piece together. Like at the moment I restrain myself from going straight to Halloween town. Cause I'm like, no, I'm going to go to Agrabah first. I'll go there, refinish up uh, what it, what I need to do there, and then I'll I'll go and enjoy Halloween Town because Halloween Town was my favorite in, in one, and I cannot wait to see what they do with it in two. But uh, yeah, the TLDR is uh, I am now a Kingdom Hearts fanboy. I am in. I love it. It's great. Kingdom Hearts Two is one of now one of my favorite video games of all time. Um, so yeah. Congratulations, Square Enix and Disney. You've you've converted me completely. So I'm in. I'm ready. I'm going to be prepared and ready to tackle three when it comes out. So excellent news, Joel. Yep. Excellent news. Yeah, very very good. So um, I'm sure you'll hear me talk about it a little bit more uh, in the coming weeks as well as I plow my way through uh, the rest of two, and then I'll try and decide what I'm going to play next out of those games, um, which I, I believe is uh, either. Birth by Sleep or Dream Drop Distance are the ones I need to play? I would say Birth by Sleep first. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I've got access to that one. It's... So. <laughs> now, full disclosure for Birth by Sleep, it will be a bit... It's not as... I honestly don't think it's as good as 2, but that's mostly because it's coming from... It was, it was a PSP game. Right. So that platform sort of changed how the game controls a little bit of I don't know it just it it hasn't aged as well as two did but that yeah three D takes it all back to Kingdom Hearts two style because the three DS had like the the little like the little nub stick so oh, of course. yeah it, yep yeah cool awesome well uh yeah good work I'm excited for, for my future endeavors I'm so happy Joel yep. welcome to Disney Final Fantasy fan club Fucking the best <laughs> it's the best so good. All right, as much as I would love to keep talking about Kingdom Hearts for another couple of hours, uh, I think it's time we kicked into our new segment, and it's time for us to play a little game we like to call Dope or Nope. Dope or Nope. All right, so yes, Dope or Nope is our news segment. Uh, we decided to mix it up a little bit now. For uh, Instead of just talking about news topics in general, we decided we'd play a little bit of a game with it each week uh, and have a bit of fun with it. Uh, I've really liked it so far. I think it's been it's added a lot more to the to the news segment of our of, a, of the show. So um, yeah, we're gonna. We're, we're, if you're unfamiliar with the the concept of Dope or Nope, uh, we each bring stories, uh, new stories uh, from the last week to the table in the video games world. Uh, and then we both decide uh, whether or not uh, it's a dope, which means we talk about it and have a bit of a deep dive on it, it or if it's a nope, uh, and then we forget about it, move on, and never, ever talk about it ever, ever again. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We're in harsh. We're cracking down on it. Um, Brutal. Uh, the, other, the other rule is if one of us dopes and one of us nopes, uh, the person who doped the story has to uh, has about a minute or so just to quickly run us through uh, the story 
in as much brief detail as they can before we move on. <clears throat> so, uh, would you like to? Uh, would you like to kick it off this week, or would you like me to kick it off? What, what are you feeling, Kyron? Um, uh, you know what? I'll kick it off because right, cool. I've got one. Okay, <laughs> and I okay. don't know. Like, I've got I've got headlines, Joel, and I don't know yep. how much we to say about them, but they are cool things that I think are worth bringing up. Okay. First up is actually relatively fresh. Okay. It's come out over the last couple of days. Right. And that is information regarding two new characters for Dragon Ball Fighters and okay. some information about the Switch open beta. Okay, cool. Um, look. Look. I'll, 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 I'll give you a dope for it because I don't think there's going to oh, be wow. too much okay. there. No, I will because this means a lot to you. Um, and I, I think okay. it's, I think it's pretty cool. Like that, you know, th- this is actually happening on the switch and, uh, and, um, yeah, I think it's going to open it up to a lot, even more people than the game already has. So that's a, it's a dope from me. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, I bought it, so it's a dope from me. Yep. So, okay. Let's get the quickest part of this news story out of the way first. And that yep. is regarding the switch beta. So early August, there's no concrete date yet but okay. in early august you will be if you've got a switch you'll be able to fire it up and download a free open beta for dragon ball fighters cool. and again i think it did have an open beta on ahead of its release on ps4 and xbox one and it was a disaster so having the beta to see how it's going to run on switch like connection wise i don't think yeah. the game has any issues because all that e3 hype was you know it stuck to 60 fps and looked buttery smooth so i think it's more so just again for the internet side of things and yep. that's the part you want to get right but so there will be an open beta in early yeah. august awesome yeah. cool. Cool, cool uh as for dlc it's one that's sort of not really divided the fans but there's 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 questions about why and that is because the next two characters have been confirmed and this has been expected for a while we just didn't know when they'd throw them out as being base form goku and vegeta okay so more Gokus and Vegetas for Dragon Ball Fighters. It brings yeah. our Vegeta total to three. <laughs> okay. And our, our Goku total to also three, but you can also question how much of a Goku is in Gohan and Vegito yep. and Goku Black. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a lot of Gokus, but that's really just the story of Dragon Ball in a well, nutshell. That's it. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh so again, like these guys were unearthed by data miners back in February, which also which essentially confirms the next two characters as the end of season one to be Android Seventy and Cooler, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. So people might be asking, why? Why are we getting another Goku and Vegeta? Well, they will be sort of different. Goku is like you know, especially will be different. He has finally we're finally gonna get Spirit Bomb in the game, an attack okay. which if you watch the anime takes a while to charge up. It will be basically the most powerful of all moves, but it also super slow. Yeah, of course. So that'll be interesting to see how players have to sort of work around comboing into that so it actually hits. The ball of energy in the screenshot looked ridiculously big, so I guess we'll see. <laughs> it would be kind of cool if it works, like maybe you'll get a set amount of time to charge it and that'll determine how big it gets. So maybe okay. that'll be how they do it. But again, who knows? It just it's cool to have Spirit Bomb there. It's a like an iconic Dragon Ball attack. Yes, of course. He will He will also have access to Kiz Kaioken, which again, if you're not familiar with the Dragon Ball mythos, it's essentially an attack where Goku just 
decides he is stronger. That's the okay. best way to describe it. All right, cool. He just goes, awesome. oh yeah, Kaioken, I'm stronger now. And he can basically choose to multiply it. It does take a toll on his body in the anime. In the game, though, it goes, it start, you can go to times three or times 20. And oh, to do that, it requires your teammates to be knocked out. So, oh, that's cool. It's a cool, it's a cool little gameplay gambit where Goku, this Goku can be stronger if he loses allies, which is going to be pretty crazy to combine that with sparking, which is the game's sort of X Factor like mechanic where you regenerate health and do more damage, but last longer, the less allies you have. So he's going to be a pretty dangerous combination with those two things. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Then there's Vegeta who has, who have his Gallic gun, which I think Super Saiyan Blue Vegeta has as well, and an attack called Galaxy Breaker, which is the one he used to kill Nappa in the Saiyan Saga. All right. Side note, I'm pretty excited for the uh, new dramatic finishes we're going to get for these guys. Like, Vegeta's yeah. definitely going to have one for Nappa, and it's going to yep. be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, Goku might even have one for Nappa. Nappa's going to get... He's going to take a pounding in this in uh, in this DLC, I think. <laughs> he's going to get beat pretty bad. Uh but yeah, that's really about it. They're, cool. they're coming again, along with the beta. They're coming in early August, no exact date, but Goku and Vegeta again. But I think there's enough there to make them sort of sound different. And for those wondering, I, I'm so confident there's going to be a season two of DLC because this game, it could have changed now, but the Evo numbers came out for registered fighters. And this game was at the top over like Street Fighter and two Smash games and all that. So that's awesome. People are high on the Dragon Ball Fighters hype. Yeah, I think I think definitely it's it's it was like a time is right definitely for this game. I think it's yeah yeah the series is in a really good a good place from what I can gather, and uh, I think people are just really getting super excited about um, Dragon Ball again, which is cool. Yes, it's made its comeback, which is very cool. Mm, yeah, awesome. Uh, that's my first one though. So Joel, what have you got for <clears throat> me? Excellent. Well, okay. So again, mine's a headline. Uh, more, more, more job listing than anything. Um, oh, okay. So uh, over on Reset Era, I found a uh, uh, the 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 thread was it's happening. God of War developer hiring concept artists to design new gods, creatures, and maps. What say you, Karen? <sighs> I honestly, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say nope. Yep. But, yeah, it's not a, it's not out of it's not out of disdain. Yep. It's just I, I I think I'm not I'm, I I don't I think people might be reading too much into this. But what do, what do you say? I mean, you say dope probably, don't you? I'm gonna say dope just because I I I, I was hope like kind of hoping you would say nope anyway because I don't think it needs to be talked about in deep in total okay. depth. Uh, but basically, yeah, there's a job listing uh, up for uh, Santa Monica Studio. They're looking for an experienced senior character concept artist. Um, and their principal duties they're looking for are work with the art directors and leads to create high-quality char- uh, characters, gods, creatures, and props, uh, and then a few other things as well. So, um, I mean, I- I'm not surprised that there's, like, very, 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 very early pre-production, but, like, you know, pre-production on a, a sequel to God of War, which, surprising no one, because it sold amazingly and was reviewed very well critically. So, uh, yeah. So it, no surprises there, but um, that was my first. My main story. question is: mm-hmm. Will they call it God of War Two, <laughs> hmm. or will it have like a? You already have a God maybe. of War Two, sort of like how Doom Two is Doom Eternal instead of Doom Two, which yeah. we already have. I think I think people are moving away from numbers now, which is cool. I think so. it's a good idea. It is. It makes it better. It makes it more like 
you know, if you decide you want one game in your series to be more standalone than the other, you can do that, which is cool. Except for you, Final Fantasy, never change. Yeah, no, I want to see how far we can go. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're keeping me. You're keeping me informed of Roman Roman numerals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, it's very true. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was neat. Um, yeah, that's Corey, cool. Ma- like, Corey I'm Balogun. very excited for a sequel. Yeah, me too, for sure. So, God of War: Ride the Lightning. That's my that's my pick. That's my pick for the name. That's what I'm, I'm going with. <laughs> Ride the Lightning. I don't know why. Well, I mean, the, the last one will be called God of War Ragnarok, right? <laughs> surely, surely that's like going to happen. The third one. That's surely. Um, yeah. Anyway. itself. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, cool. That's my first story. Okay. <clears throat> oh, boy. My next one mm-hmm. is Konami related. Oh, okay. Okay, so. Konami decided that they were done with a 17-year-old fan's ambitious attempt to remake PT. Mm-hmm. What? I'm not going to tell you the rest of it if you say dope or nope. <laughs> it's a bit of a spoiler because I know how this story ends. Yeah, I, I figured you might have. I, I think it's kind of cool, which is why I brought it. It's kind of neat. I... But it's, it, it is Konami, though. <laughs> I know I've got principles to stick to. Uh, I'm going to go... Look, I'm going to nope this. That's fair. Just because I, like, I know I, I didn't read much into it. I was just like... It's kind of shitty, but kind of cool. So, give me the, give me the, the, the right. elevator pitch for it. The elevator pitch. All right. So, obviously, as the headline said, Konami has pulled the plug on a seventeen-year-old fan of uh, Hideo Kojima's desired PT. But to make up for it, he has been offered an internship at the company, which is, you know, that's sort of the, the dream outcome, I think, from these scenarios, right? Yeah, I guess it's it's like it's probably the most like lenient and graceful konami's been in the last however many years so um (laughs) kudos to them yeah like if you're if you've been if this if a publisher goes hey like please stop doing this otherwise you know legal procedures will happen you're just like oh okay fine uh but yeah then he's like no like but would you like to come and intern at konami that's really cool and again i don't whether he's making an interesting game or just working on PES, who knows? But that's a cool little way to make it sting less. Or Metal Gear like Survive 2. Yeah. Metal Gear. Nah, the Metal Gear Solid 6, man, it's happening. You'll see. Oh, God, yeah, it will fucking happen too. <sighs> yeah. But yeah, that's it's kind of neat, but also, fuck Konami, so. <laughs> fuck Konami is fair. <laughs> yeah, it's just like the, the, the cry heard around the world from pretty much most people on the internet. Um, yeah, yeah they're not helping their cause. Nope, 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 nope. Um, alrighty. Uh, would you like my next one, Kyron? Lay it on me. Cool. All right. Well, it's kind of like a double header, but it's about the same person, uh, and it's movie related, <clears throat> but also video game related Ooh. as well. So, oh, I think I know what this might be. So, um, the director Jordan Voigt Roberts, who is uh, responsible for. Kong Skull Island, uh, and a few other things as well. I think he had his hand in, but that's the most recent notable one. Um, he's been sort of planning a Metal Gear Solid movie for a while and uh, tweeted out some interesting stuff this week. Uh, but there's also another part to it as well. So 
that's I think I don't know what that part is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This that's more related to you. Or what do you say? So I'm just gonna go ahead and dope it, Joel. Yep, I'm gonna cool. dope it. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So um basically in terms of the Metal Gear stuff, um he tweeted at some uh concept uh images for the characters and things like that. Um and some fan art as well. And some fan art, yeah. Uh but basically uh it says uh in this uh what is it? It's a collider article, I think. It says, uh, while we'd love to have some more official confirmation by way of press releases and the like, Voight Roberts took to Twitter today to share this awesome video that should please uh, Metal Gear fans in more ways than one. It features Colonel Campbell contacting fans over the codec to bring them up to speed on the state of the Metal Gear movie. Uh, it seems, and apparently it seems like Snake is currently tasked with retrieving said update from behind enemy lines. Um, and <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and it says, in the meantime, Voight Roberts will be also uh, will be releasing concept art uh, over the next 31 days to hype the project and celebrate the iconic franchise. So, do you think we'll get some sort of official announcement at the end of these 31 days, maybe? Maybe they're gearing up. So, I saw that? it. I mean, maybe. He did say there'd be surprises. I figure this is one of them. Mm-hmm. I... I want to say, if you mention concept art, and if you have this one mentioning, like, Snake being behind enemy line, like, you think, right? It's... it's this yeah. is when you do it. Yeah, this is and it's but a good way to we'll hype see. it up as well, because it's been a bit of like uncertainty whether or not this was actually a legitimate thing or whether it was just like an idea oh, that yeah. he wanted to do. And but it sounds this this Sam sounds to me that this is something that's happening, and I feel like Voight Roberts is a good choice because apparently he's a massive fan of the Metal Gear series, so it's always good when you've got like he's a, also been a fan on uh behind uh, uh on the helm of uh of something that's like, you know, something they are passionate about. Yeah. He's also hung out with Kojima a fair bit as well. Mm, yes. Yeah. So I think, I think this might be in relatively safe hands for, at this stage. I'm, I'm excited to see what will I happen. Think so. Skull Island was fun. Yeah. I, I keep meaning to watch it. Cause I've heard that. I heard it was a fun movie and I'm like, all right, haven't cool. you watched it yet? No, no, I haven't watched it yet. I, okay. Rent that as well as Shin Godzilla. All right, cool. I'll have a monster, monster double feature. Heck yeah. Monster movie double feature. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I, I think this is really, really cool um, that he's uh, putting this, all this sort of stuff out. There is a video up on his uh, Twitter account. You can go check that out as well. Um, but that's not all to do with uh, Jordan Voigt-Roberts. Uh, he also, in another interview with... Which... which uh, I think it might have been... It might have been from the same article. I'm not sure, but... Um, Oh no! It's a, it's a it's an interview on uh, Shine Sparkers actually posted it, but there's a video up about it that, um, with an interview with Jordan uh, Jordan Voight Roberts, um, where they asked about um, he was talking about making good video game movies and stuff like that, and I think someone brought up the topic of Metroid. Um, yeah, his so, pitch is exactly what it should be as exactly. well. Exactly. So this is like the, from the video. It's um, he says, "I have a pitch for a Metroid movie. They'll never let me. It's too crazy. It legitimately would be her, Samus, alone." It would be a little bit of her talking to herself. As soon as they introduce other talking characters in those games, to me, it loses everything. You put her alone and it's almost got more to do with the silence of a movie like Drive. Like the quietness and having it be like a real intense mood piece, but with mixed sci- mixed with sci-fi. Um, he says a lot of good things in that little uh, statement that- there. Um, so that's it. Like That's what it has to be. Like You can look up as a really good... F- fan metroid movie with jessica Chobot, yeah mm. Chobot, yeah as samus and it's sort of along those same lines like yep. it has to be 
and again, I, I get like I, I would never let him do it because no. who's going to see that movie? Exactly. But it does sort of have to be Samus on her own on an alien planet, mm-hmm. and you yeah. have to sort of yeah, that's what I would want out of it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, the other thing that was very most appealing to me was the fact that it ha- it's got always got more to do with the science of a movie like Drive. Now, fucking Drive is such a great movie. I adore that movie so much. Um, I have seen. I've only seen one of other one other of Nicholas. Uh, winding Riffins, can't really pronounce his last name. Uh, films I watched, um, Only God Forgives, which was very weird, uh, even more so than Drive. Drive's so a sort of his like commercial success, I guess, in a way. Um, but yeah, I love that, and I love the fact that there is a lot of that movie which is just silence and or or, or like no dialogue, and it, it works. I really like it. That character is more mysterious. I want to know more about them. Um, and yeah, I, I really love that movie and it's got just such a great eighties vaporwave soundtrack to it. And it's so good. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I think, yeah, man, hearing him say that and hearing him talk about like Metal Gear as well in some other interviews I've, I've oh, Joel, heard him talk about. It's not over. Oh, did you not? He's had, he's had another interview recently uh, oh, where okay. he talks about another game oh where if you could if you could pitch it as a movie okay that's zelda oh i didn't see that one okay okay so this one's pretty this one's pretty recent so i've got his quote here it's um i think it's an an interview of ign as well okay uh so he said the thing about zelda is zelda is not lord of the rings right you cannot forget how quirky and bizarre zelda is i think you need to find a way to actually fuse the traditional zelda and the very new zelda I think you have to find a way to very intensely fuse the pure, just sort of fantasy of the Ocarina of Time and the link, the link to the past. But then I think you need to find a way to incorporate the newer pseudo tech stuff, you know, the lasers and the Tron lines that happen in the newer games, but in a way that's not overwhelming. I actually fully think that Luke Link should not speak for the entire film. I would do a film where he's a silent protagonist. Oh, he gets it. He and that's what that's what's making me every time I hear him talk about. Any of this stuff, I'm just like, if this Metal Gear movie is actually happening and he is making it, I am, I have very good faith that it's going to be at very least a fun, decent movie. So, because yeah, he, like... he gets the concept, uh, uh, he gets the, the source material, he understands what it's supposed to be like and what people and he... like us want to see because he's one of them. He understands as well that, like, yes, they are movies, but. You sort of have to service the the medium it came from, and and that's exactly why these would never happen, though, because I don't think companies are willing to take that risk. Yeah, I guess. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, that's that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I I, hope... I I was like, I wonder if he's gonna bring up the Zelda. I thought you would bring up the Zelda one rather than the Metro nah, one. So the I was, Metro I was one I got was... to bring that as well. Yeah, the Metro one was the one I was like, I'm gonna put this one in here as well, but for, for definitely for Kyron's sake, but. Just the fact that, yeah, he understands these source material and he understands yes. um, what fans of, the, of said source material want to, would probably want to see. It just so happens that what they would want to see might be a little bit difficult to actually make. And he understands that as well, which is, yeah, you know, kudos to him. Fuck yeah. Um, I fully believe we could get like a, um, a Metroid like how he wants to do it as an animated series, sort of like Castlevania is on Netflix. Oh, I don't man. think it will happen, but I think that would be its best chance. That would be. I know the people who made Castlevania were like, "Yeah, we want to do Metroid as well." I'm like, "Well, hang on a second, let's let's cool our jets here a little bit." Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, yeah, that, that I think you're right though. An animated series would be the way to go for that. It's a little bit easier to swallow for a studio, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, cool. Uh, but that's that's all I got for that one. Um, it was a fun little little news topic there, and it, it sort of nice. It sort of links in a little bit with with our Comic Con talk we had at the start as well. So, uh, what do you got for me, Karen? You got anything else? Um, I do actually. Ooh, okay. So this one again is something that I'm surprised is worth thinking about, but it relates to a game that has had its time and maybe doesn't, maybe depending on who you ask, doesn't deserve a second chance, but I'm going to give it one. Okay. All right. And that is a trailer that came out recently for No Man's Sky's Next. Ah. I'm gonna dope. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna like, dope this one. You gonna dope it? Yeah, I'll dope this one because I, I don't know if I'm actually gonna jump back in straight away, but I'm intrigued. Oh, I am. Yeah. I'm, like <laughs> it comes out this week, and I'm checking it out. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I might. I could be swayed. I could be convinced. To do I mean, the same. The, the big selling point is the multiplayer, Joel. So that's why I think it would be in your interest to jump in. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. All right. What, what, what's, what's coming in the next update, Karen? Well, Joel, I'm glad you asked because, I mean, besides the obvious fact that it adds multiplayer mm-hmm. at last, and, that, yeah. and when I say multiplayer, I mean, like, proper multiplayer. Legit, yeah. Uh, it is also packing a bunch of smaller improvements that I think people will be excited for, like, lots of, like, engine stuff, like better rendering, like cloud rendering and draw distances, better textures, water. Uh, you'll have an optional third-person camera for both, like, on-planet and in-ship stuff as well. Which is cool, and uh, your base building will be more. You'll be have more freedom with it. It looks like there's like underwater base building or stuff now, which is very cool. Uh, but yeah, the biggest thing to me is the multiplayer stuff. Yeah, having problem like because this game needed it, and regardless of what the game was, it was very strongly hinted at, if not outward openly claimed, it would have it by Sean Murray. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen, and I think. I think it got the you know the criticism it deserved, but I'm also willing to give mad props to Hello Games for sticking with it. Yep. Like, this but, is this is what their hard work has been building to. Yeah. And that trailer it gets me excited to go back into this game. Mm, I, honestly, yeah, you're right. And I, I think yeah, the fact that they stuck to their guns and just sort of knuckled down and went back to it is um, and like persevered through it was was really really cool to see and to see this finally happening now and hopefully a little bit more because it's coinciding with the um xbox one launch as well of the game isn't it yes yeah so it'll be i think it's i'm not sure if it's being openly launched as you know no man's sky next but it almost feels like to 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 be honest it's like hey this is for no man this has been no man's sky that you can buy like what we bought into those years ago was beta yep and this is like the proper game but I mean, this isn't the first time this has happened. Uh, I mean, Destiny, no, right. Destiny did the same thing. Like everyone was Destiny like, did them. "Yep, yep." Destiny keeps fucking doing it. But, um, but the difference here is that Dest- Destiny is made by Bungie and overseen by Activision, massive corporations. Yeah. Whereas Hello Games is literally about like fifteen, twenty people. I'm pretty sure, at most, I would say. Um, which you know yeah. is obviously and, very apparent in that they they have no PR department, but um, yeah, yeah, it it must have been pretty rough. Like 
working on this game for for all those years and like hearing that criticism mm-hmm. it must have been not great and i you know like i said sean murray you can go back into interviews and he he was basically saying there would be multiplayer mm-hmm. and there wasn't so you know lying is a thing for sure yeah but again just to stick with it and to get this update out it's coming out this week proper multiplayer we can like fly around in our ships joel we can get like big capital ships and frigates and yeah oh. yeah all right maybe i'll maybe i'll clear some space off on the hard come on, man. And come on man. come back just do you, it's it's not a huge game to download, and you can journey through space with me, and we yeah. can like have a cool like throwback No Man's Sky episode. <laughs> That's true, actually. Yeah. Remember we had, like when we first talked about it, we talked about it for like a solid hour of just oh, yeah. how much fun we were having, and then it dropped off. It just dropped off so quickly. Um, awesome. Uh, yeah. No, look, I'll 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 check it out. Why not? Let's 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 give it a look. See. <laughs> yeah, like there's a lot of like it sounds like a lot of uh outlets got to go hands on with it so there's heaps of impressions out there if you're still a bit curious on the finer details um but yeah i'm just glad that they they did it mm-hmm. took a couple of years but they did it they finally got to release the game they wanted to release by the sounds of it yeah which is great yep. awesome um all right well i've got one more thing it's a uh it's more of a discussion topic, so I don't know how long we'll be able to get into it. But um, it's well, a, that was my last one. That was your last one. Okay, okay. Well, we, yeah. we, we might be able to spend. Probably won't take too much time, but we can spend a little bit of time, like having a, a, a good jolly time with this one. I think uh, this is a, another forum thread from Reset Era, where I just I like to troll and find ideas for content. Um, but it was just simply uh, favorite slash catchiest video game vocal song. Uh, and they say here, besides Utada's Kingdom Hearts contributions. Um, so, uh, this original poster, which is the Notorious AFG, uh, he says, uh, I was going, or they say, I was going through Utada uh, Hikaru's discography recently, which is flawless, by the way. Deep River is my uh, recommendation, if you want. One, uh, one CD of hers to check out. Uh, and Hikari Passion have been receiving a lot of plays as a result. We all know her Kingdom Hearts contributions and some of the most memorable video game vocal songs out there, honestly. Uh, but I was wondering, what do you all consider to be your favorite, catchiest uh, video game vocal to be besides these two wonderful songs? Um, so catchiest, does that, does it, is cat being catchy part of it? Or can it just be like what I think is the best, like my favorite vocal video game song? I always says favorite slash catchiest, but yeah, I guess ones that are like, you know... You hear it, and you could listen to it all over and over again, and it just gets stuck in your head, but you don't really care. Like, it's it's so much fun. It's, it's a good song. Um, yeah, what what what, do you, what have you got? Uh, Joel, it seems... This is a tricky one, because I do want to just say all of the vocal tracks in all of the Persona games from 3 to 5. That was going to be mine, but, like, that was that was 100% one of mine. Um, yeah, that doesn't... I don't think we need to really explain that. No, so, no. Wake up, get up, get out there is just masterpiece. Yeah. Like Burn Your Dread and... um, Rivers in the Desert. Oh, Yeah, Rivers in the Desert. Holy shit. Just perfection. Love it. But allow me to present to you a certain little vocal track that to this day, I just... It's special. Okay. Especially if you play the game. Mm -hmm. Especially if you play the game and it is the full version so none of this just like one part of this is you play this game a few times to get to this point 
to get to the full version of the weight of the world in near automata oh good call good call that song is just beautiful yep and yep. the credit sequence like thinking about back to playing that credit sequence and the way it there's there's nothing like it that game that that song that game those credits so good how uplifting it is when your allies jump in spoilers sorry you had you've had a time yeah it's just beautiful xbox players haven't had that much time well they probably should have just played it on ps4 (laughs) no sympathy from kairi i haven't i haven't haven't even spoiled like the best parts of it either very true yeah um no that's a that's a good when the full song kicks in it's beautiful oh yes it it moves me to this day this song yep play near automata Mm -hmm. do it um one of my ones uh similar sort of thing i guess because like you know at the points it appears in the game as well are are pretty not as like super impactful as uh as say the near automata stuff but um snake eater from metal gear solid 3 that opening theme yeah ooh, and it's so great because it it sets out to be a parody of those bond style theme songs and it not only does it do it in a pretty funny way as well it's also just genuinely a good recreation of a bond song it could be slotted into the start of a bond movie quite easily um especially like one of those 60s style ones um I love it, but I, yeah. lo- I love the, it, the verse where she starts, to, like, some days you'll eat a, a, like a tree frog, some days, and she's just like listing off the things, some days that you'll eat. <laughs> it cracks me up, um, but it's really, really fun. It's a really good song. It's a great song. Um, the Smash Brothers version sounds super Bondish. Yeah. I just, I, that opening trumpet, that, and you're like, oh, yeah, let's go. I'm in. Um but yeah, no, that, that's one of my I have, favorites. I have, an, I have another Metal Gear song to bring you, Joel. Yep. I Honestly, I again, it almost feels like cheating. I think I know because what it is. Because I love, I love all of the vocal songs from the Metal Gear series. Yep. They are all incredible. Snake Eater's amazing. Yep. Um, Peace Walk- Calling to the Night mm-hmm. from Peace Walker, uh, from uh, Portable Ops, is mm-hmm. beautiful. Heaven's Divide from Peace Walker is really good. Yeah. Whatever the name of it, the beautiful one is in the Metal Gear Solid 1 credits is amazing. Oh, yeah. But I can never look past the one of the most, the, the, probably the redeeming feature for me of Metal Gear Solid 5. Yep. Is Sins of the Father yeah. by Donna Burke. Sins Holy crap, that's a song. So good. Oh, it gonna, gives me goosebumps. I'm going to have to listen to that as soon as we finish recording. You are going to... I'm going to. It, that song gives me goosebumps it's to this day. So Regardless good. of what five panned out as, that song is incredible. It's so good. Um, also, yep. Um, this one this one out there, our, our, we, our friend Ben will, will appreciate. Okay. Uh, all, all of Mary Elizabeth McGlynn's Silent Hill tracks. Right. Yep. Listen to all of them. They're good. Yep. Silent Hill 3 is in particular. I forget the name of it, but it's really good. Um, Shattered Memories had a really good one. Yep. Oh, they're just... They're really good. Um, another very, one... Very, very sort of... They're not uplifting, really. No. No. But they are very good songs, and they match those games so good. Continuing on that theme, uh, another one that just occurred to me, uh, and I can't remember the name of it, but the one that uh, Troy Baker performs as Joel in 
the I think the credits of The Last of Us. Um. Oh, I can't remember, but like I remember, I remember this song from um Bioshock Infinite. Oh yeah, there's that one too. But yeah, the one that like I think him and Ashley Johnson also performed live as well. I, I guess Ashley Johnson's uh, Ellie from the Last of Us Part Two trailer. Um, yeah, that's a uh, oh boy, the implications yeah. and the the yeah. weight behind that that we uh, uh, that we don't even fully understand yet. Uh, oh, very yeah. apparent. Um, that game's gonna that game's gonna take us places. I'm not sure we're ready for it, but it's gonna oh, do it. It's gonna be it's gonna be rough to play that game. That game's gonna be yeah. it's gonna break a lot of people. Um, we have to be a content warning at the start of that for sure. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of other ones. I mean, mm. I, since I mean, we it technically already came up, but I Utada Hikaru's Kingdom Hearts three song from what we've heard of it. Yep, beautiful. And it's probably going to ruin me as a human when I hear mm-hmm. the full version at the end of that game. But it's so good. I do love, um, oh, what's the fucking, I can't remember the name of Mental Blank, the fir- end of the first one and the start. Simple and Clean. Uh, Simple and Clean. Simple and Clean's amazing too. That, I like the, the end credits version as well. It was really, really good. Um, and I, I, I got to put a vote in for Sanctuary because... Sanctuary? Yeah. Um, because I have fond memories of that before, like years before I'd even played the game, when <laughs> you guys, every, every time would get into my car just before Kingdom Hearts 2 was coming, like, going to be released, and would just fucking play that song. So I know it. I know the Japanese version. I know the English version. And I, I always really <laughs> liked it. And then, but seeing it... So good. But seeing it recently starting up Kingdom Hearts 2, and I'm going, I have the context of the first game now. And seeing that opening Dude. cinematic, I was like, Oh, I kind of get this now. I understand what's happening it's here so good. a little bit. Um, and yeah, I just, I really like it. It's just, and it hits to like, really like that really like dark part in the middle. It's, oh, really, really like that song. Um, it's a good song. Yeah. Uh, my final one, I think just off the top of my head would be Jump Up Superstar from Super Mario Odyssey. It's a very good pick. It's a good pick. It's a very good song. It's just a it's just a fun song, and it suits the like favorite slash catchiest as well because it's so catchy. Anytime you hear that, you're just going to be humming it for the rest of the day and like clicking your fingers to it. Um, it's I love it. It's so great. Um, yeah. I have I have one more as well that okay. I'm probably going to butcher the uh, the pronunciation of. <laughs> okay. Cool. Awesome. Hit me with that one. I've got. I've actually had to quickly look up the name because, okay. off the top of my head, I couldn't remember it. Because uh-huh. <laughs> it's it's like it's so it's from Final Fantasy Ten. Okay. Oh shit! What's his name? <laughs> ah, oh okay. Here it is. I'm, oh man, I'm gonna butcher this so bad. So it's uh, <laughs> Su- Suteki Dane Dane. I don't know, man. I'll take it's, it. I'll but take it's a beautiful it. song. Awesome. It's uh, if you if if you don't get it from the name and how badly I pronounced it, it's from the scene where it's Titus and Yuna at in in the lake, and it's good. <laughs> the game is good. Final Fantasy X is good. <laughs> that scene is good. That song is very good. Yeah, I am not super familiar with that one, but that yeah. Oh, I will take your word for it. Actually, do, does it count? To just say "One Winged Angel" by Nobuo Amatsu. Uh, there's, lyrics. there's lyrics to it, I guess. Yeah, it's. I'll, I'll allow it because it's fucking 
That is a jam, that song. It is so jarring and so unsettling and so oh. perfect for the character of Sephiroth. And special shout-outs to the Advent Children version when the guitar kicks oh, in. Oh, my yeah. God. Just hearing those those strings where you hear that... And you're like... Ah, yeah. ah. Oh, God. Like we, it's going to... Because, like, it's impressive how they managed to do that song on the PS1. Like, yeah. if you, if you want to hear... Like, go back and listen to the PS1 version. It's still pretty impressive. Yeah. But to think in, like, 50 years' time when we finally play the remake... We're going to get to that last Sephiroth fight and the like one-winged danger is going to kick in in like full orchestrated full orchestra. glory. Oh man, I'm, I'm not ready for it. <laughs> Do you think they'll incorporate like the Advent Children version a little bit as well, maybe? I kind of hope not. Yeah, keep because it. Yeah. I think Advent Children, the Advent Children version works for Advent Children, but mm. the pure orchestrated version that you can hear from like one of the billion of concerts that's been performed at is yep. so good. It's... It is so loud. It's <sighs> so epic. It's 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 almost like it's like the the uh, the Final Fantasy world version of like um, Duel of the Fates or something like that, where it's like it's such yeah. an iconic piece of music that you know exactly what that yeah. represents and embodies in that piece of music, which is pretty special. Um, yeah, I'll allow that. I love video game music. Yeah, video it's game music so is great. And the bar has been set so high these days. It has. So Devil great. Trigger. Devil May Cry. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Spoiler by Hyper. Um, <laughs> I hope that's in the game. I really do hope it's in the game. I, yeah. In Cyberpunk. Yeah. Oh, I really, really hope good. it is. I hope, I hope it's literally the start of the game is like like that trailer. It's like, That'd be cool. That, that's the start of the game. And then like at the end, instead of like all the snapshots, like you get off the train, you start walking through the streets and then they had like, the reveals and then you'll see like the titles pop up in like one of the billboards or something like that. And it's all in engine. Oh God. I'm going to, I'm going to lose myself to that game. Um, but yeah, that was, that was my final uh, little discussion topic. I thought I'd bring nice. to the table. It was an interesting, uh, anytime concept. Yeah. Anytime you want to talk video game music, I'm open to it. Cause I love it so much. That's what I thought. Like we didn't even dope or nope it. We just sort of went into it. Oh, I was like, I know Kyron's going to be behind it, it, this. It was a, immediate dope <laughs> yeah yeah um because there was there was another one as well that was just like like video game music in general um but i thought that the, that's the... a much that's a much longer conversation exactly there's that and also i thought it was interesting to sort of think about like vocal tracks and things like that because um you know i mean there's a few more of them popping up nowadays but you know it isn't as as apparent as some other times um, I mean, like to like I said, the Mary Elizabeth McGlynn stuff, like that was part of the joy of a new Silent Hill. It's like, oh yes, I get new Mary Elizabeth McGlynn music. Like she's obviously a voice actor as well. Um, but those songs, especially again, like I said, Silent Hill three, oh, good music. Mm. And and like as much as I didn't like him, like Homecoming had some good stuff from her, and I think she did a song for Downpour. I don't really remember, but Shattered Memories is a big one. Yeah, good music from her. That's just. It's something that's gotten better, but back in like a few years ago, it wasn't as frequent, and it's just something they keep improving on. As I think it's as video games just become like a bigger deal, and they get the they get to the budget be as big as they want to be. <laughs> they get the budget, and I guess the technology behind it as well to put those songs into yeah. into the game, yeah. And but also Obviously, that, like audio mm. was tricky back in the day with mm. storage and all that. But like to have those, like because I've always said from like Persona Four and Five, especially like the the, the songs in those games almost feel like characters because you, like you know them. 
and they the, they appear the all the time. Yeah. The soundtracks in general for the Persona games set the tone for that game. True. Yeah. Yep. They yeah. are. So they are a character. Really. Yeah, that's what it's. <laughs> when yeah. you mention it like that. I I I love that concept of having like. The, the soundtrack being a character in things i really enjoy that sort of uh idea um the persona games are cool because obviously they do have their cast of characters and then the soundtrack is also a character and then also just the general color palette they choose is yeah. an additional character yep that's exactly games it. Are brilliant <laughs> so good so good the next one's gonna be green surely isn't it because th- is it well, I, had, I was talking to someone and they were like what if it was purple i'm like oh, i'd be purple, purple actually Let's go. purple would look good alongside the others actually more so than green because it's persona 3 was blue wasn't it yes blue, it was blue and then, then yellow, yellow then, then red. red they're your primary colors so maybe uh, purple would look good sitting they're alongside look, those they're, they're looking at their colors for persona 6 oh. uh that game's like 20 years away yep. probably but yep. they're looking at colors what do we get first? Do we get Final Fantasy VII Remake or do we get Persona 6 first? Persona 6. <laughs> yeah, I honestly think so too. They're probably in the same level of development at this stage right now. Um, yeah. Anyway. Almost definitely. That was uh, yeah, that was fun. That was a good little topic there to round out our Dope or Nope segment for this week. Good pick, Joel. Uh, you are like you are doing a good job of like finding the gold nuggets on Reset Era. Oh, they, I, I love it. I actually I really enjoy it. Just like searching through for stuff, um, but uh, uh, we can actually we could join Reset Arrow with our email if you wanted oh. to, Joel. Oh, uh, give a uh, thumbs up to everyone. Just give what, what is, <laughs> is it? Kudos or what? What do they do? Says like upvotes. I, I think it's kudos, isn't it? Or am I thinking of? It's just like upvotes. Or I can't it? remember now. I don't know. Anyway, I'll give give a lot of votes to people and be like, "Yes, thank you for that. We stole it for our podcast." Um, <laughs> <laughs> we just credit everyone for it. Uh, but yeah, good times. Good times I had. Cool. Well, I think it's time now to move into our final segment of the show, which of course is our bonus round. Bonus round. So our bonus round is our question and answer segment where you, the listener, can write into us uh, with anything you would like us to uh, to answer, whether it be uh, games or or fun little discussion topics or opinion pieces or lists or things like that um hit us up uh at all the uh all on our socials or our email address or on our website or anything like that you can hit us up uh and we'll uh, we have we'll... a contact form on our website so you can use that Ooh, use the contact form um look at us being all fancy uh <laughs> but yeah let's uh we've got a couple of submissions this week from Starting off with our very, very good friend, Mr. Ben Clark, uh, lovely, lovely friend of ours and one of, like, my favourite DM that I've ever had, I think. I'm sorry, Brendan. So I've been with Ben well, for I mean, a lot longer. Ben's yeah. DM'd more than Brendan. That's very true. Brendan made to a very fair, compelling though, campaign. Brendan's campaign was very, and the two times I've played with Brendan, because I played another time with him as well, very good. Very, very good. Very mm-hmm. much enjoyed it. Thumbs up. Um, but yeah, so... Ben asks us this week, what are the most scary things or things that have freaked you out the most in video games? It could be an individual scene or monster or general. Oh, Joel, this is for you. Mm, yeah, so pretty much anything. Um, sitting on the couch <laughs> watching you play PT through my shirt, um, like which oh, was covering PT. my eyes. 
Um, PT that was one. will stick with me for such a long time. Mm-hmm. I will never forget. I will never forget, like, when that game really starts to go off the rails and you're like, oh, shit, what's happening? Nope. Like, when when Lisa pulls the door shut from the inside and you're like, well, nope. that was a quick little jump scare. But, then, you know, jump scares are a dime a dozen these days. When you walk into the main entryway and you're, like, looking around, like, oh, there's, a, there's an upper floor up there. So the one time you go through and like look up there and she's just standing up there and you're just like, Nope. Huh? Cool. Nope. Cool. Cool. Nope. This is fine. You're just looking at me. I don't nope. at all feel uncomfortable and my skin definitely isn't crawling. Big old. Nope. PT in general, hundred, like a hundred times. Nope. A <laughs> hundred times. Nope. Yeah. PT yep. is just yep. it. That's the biggest one. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, I, it's a big one. I love horror games. So there's a lot. Yeah. But did you have a specific answer that you wanted to? Um, was this okay, like well, a general horror game? Um, well, the the one specific answer I was I was alluding to before when we were talking um, isn't exactly a horror game. But um, before that, uh, playing through that fucking Resident Evil Seven demo, uh, which you can watch if you want to see how terrified I actually get of that, you can listen to my screams of terror. Uh, if you go to our YouTube channel, um, those videos are still up there. So if you haven't checked those out, um, please do. I put myself through fucking trauma for that. Um, I should repost oh, those actually. Like I should like reblog those or something, put them up on Twitter or something for people to look at. But yeah, um, that was a, that was a big one. I don't know what compelled me to do that, but I did it and I will not do it again. Um, but I think one mode that sort of stuck to my mind when I was reading this question um, was actually playing Bloodborne. <clears throat> um, and it was like right after, I think, the Romlevacu spider fight and you get taken back to, to Yarnum and you walk outside the, the chapel and you're looking around and I was like, oh my God, look at all these like giant like watcher things in the oh, background. The amygdalas. Um, yeah, the amygdalas. And I'm like, Oh, these are unsettling. I do not like these. And I was—I think I was talking to you at the time. We were on party chat, and you were like, "Hey, just just walk over to this spot here, and then just just look up." And so I did. I walked over, looked up, and there's one that was just right there. And it was—it wasn't a jump scare, but it made my skin crawl. I was just like, "Oh, yuck! I yuck." They were gross. Oh, so horrific. Um, so that and that, but that's the horror that I like. It's not like okay. boo surprise. It was like, yeah look at this gross so thing and I'm like, I don't want to look at it, but I can't not look at it. So that's the main thing I want to, I want to talk about. And it's just, it's a horror thing in general is like mm-hmm. jump scares are the cheapest things you can do. Mm-hmm. Like for real mm-hmm. fear, like you just want to be uncomfortable. Yeah. You, you and the, the are... jump scares, jump scares last for like a, a second or two. Whereas that unsettling like feeling, if you, continue with that that will stick with you for much longer yeah so i mean honestly my answer for this i a little shout out this is a i don't know why maybe it's because i had seen blair witch recently i don't know Mm. but resident evil 7 there's a boss fight against the mum and she just Mm. freaked me out i think it was potentially like the extra long arms i don't know what it is oh it made me sad. I was like, I don't want to deal with this. But like the rest no. of the game, no real issue. Like, you know, sure, it's scary. But that fight, I was like, I feel very uncomfortable and I'm not okay with this. You weird yeah. mosquito spider lady. Yeah, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, it's, but 
just in general, it's nice to have a, it's nice to have a chance to talk about this series because I don't think it's going to happen much going forward. Yeah, Silent Silent Hill. Yeah. So, just specifically, obviously, Silent Hill two and three, the two that I would say are the best in those, in that series. Yeah, it seems to be generally Pyram- well like regarded. Like Pyramid Head as a as a figure is terrifying. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you hear Seeing you people- hear that. Yeah, as I say, hearing like there is there are some sequences like when you first encounter him, like you're like, oh shit, that's Pyramid Head. But I'll never forget. There's a scene in I think it's two where you you go down into a maze where where Pyramid Head is, and it's if you don't know the way, it can be quite scary. Like he's just dragging that big old knife behind him, and you're like, oh god, I need to get out of here. I don't want to be down here with him. This is the worst. But yeah, so what were you going to say? Like people who I just I I remember seeing cosplay like people at PAX last year. There was a cosplay actually one of my friends. Um, someone I know is actually one of the um, the nurses that was with that uh, that pyramid oh, nice. head in particular. Yeah, I didn't realize until later on because I didn't recognize her until she was posting photos of it. Um, yeah, well, but, I mean, yeah, super super creepy. It's just this like giant metal pointy thing, and it's oh, yeah. It's really just the Silent Hill series in general. Like the there's a really good documentary you can watch about Silent Hill Two. I think it's up on mm. YouTube, like split into multiple parts, but their commitment to like designing those monsters and also just adding a layer of context to why they look the way they do. Like, right. It just yeah. makes that game even more unsettling. And you add onto that, the atmosphere, which they very cleverly masked the consoles inability to have decent draw distances by throwing in the thick fog. With right. Like, the simple mechanic of like just wandering along and then like your radio static kicks in. You're like, shit, oh. there's a monster near me. My God, I don't want to deal with this. And I remember that time we were we were on a tram in Melbourne, and the, oh my like God. the speaker PA system was doing that, and we were just like, "Nope, let's get off now, please." Uh, next, next let's stop, leave. please. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like just Silent Hill two and three, like they are still my my go tos when it's like, what game made you feel that, like if you could describe like being really scared? Like there are moments in those games. There's a really good. It's, just, it's sort of a jump scare in Silent Hill 3, but the way they very cleverly mislead you to, to catch you with it is what I like about it. Ben knows what I mean. Okay. It's in the haunted house with a very clever fixed camera that focuses okay. you on one thing. And then out of out of nowhere, the scare comes from the other side, like from another part of the screen. Oh. I was like, oh shit, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, and to wrap it up, Amnesia, Dark Descent. Just the very, like, the encounters of the monster before they become, you know, just run from a monster segments. We're yeah. sort of evading him, and you've got to balance the knowledge that you want to know where it is, but also looking at it makes you go crazy, and going crazier makes it harder to actually see what's happening. So you've got to balance a lot of mechanics and mm-hmm. scary, very scary games. But, yeah. uh,. Um, I'm trying to think about it because I don't really generally play that kind of stuff. Uh, actually, I think again, just from an unsettling point of view, um, there was a lot of points in these two games, but like uh, Dead Space One and Two, um, just yeah, Medical Bay in general is just and then going back there and two was going... like, <sighs> nope, nope. It's like yeah, go... you'll have to go around through Med Bay. Ah, uh, no, I don't. Please, no, thank going you. Going back in. 
and the way they did it going back in two, as much as it was like a real, it was at the time I'm like, oh, I hate you for doing this in a very wink, wink, nudge, nudge way. Where they're yep. like, okay, so we'll be able to do this. We'll catch the elevator. It'll go up. Then no issues. And yep. then you get on the elevator, it stops, and you're like, oh, what's happening? And then it goes, welcome to medical. Okay, here we oh, go. We're doing this. Oh, no. Um, Be- but, being uh, chased by the, re- the regenerator is very scary. Oh, fucking horrifying. Oh, um, oh. Also, Res- Resident Evil 4. Yep. Speaking yep, of regenerators. Yep. Remember, that, was a good remember one. that one that's like frozen? Yes, I do remember yeah. that. Oh, that oh. Resident Evil 4 is not a super scary game, but. That part terrified me, and like the chanting in the castle segment was oh, also great. Oh yeah! Or just hearing a chainsaw fire up, and you're like, "Oh god damn it, where is this?" <laughs> and then you open a door, and he's right there. Um, yeah. Well, especially <laughs> Salvador. Yeah, exactly. Fucking Doctor Salvador. Um, no, the, the other one from Dead Space. I think Dead Space Two, from memory, uh, was the the needle in the eye, man. Oh. That it's. And again, that's like, it's not scary. It's just like upsetting. <laughs> I think more than yeah. anything. It's, it's very upsetting. Oh, oh boy. Especially if you fuck that up. It's not nice. Well, cause um, when, I, when I first did it, I was like, oh, cool. It's going to stick in the needle mine. That's fine. And I just went in and oh. <laughs> that is a death scene I would wish on no one. It's, it is rough um but yeah, all of that, isaac again, clark's deaths are just brutal yep and like walking through the start of dead space 2 like walking through um that opening area and then like the having the um the gas valves blow off that got dead me a space couple of times 2's opening was pretty scary because it just throws yep. you in there you're in like your straight jacket still trying to just escape <laughs> yep as shit the, just goes, oh, when that guy necromorphs in front of you, like yep. at your face, you're like, I want out. <laughs> yep. Please yep. stop. And then, like, is, is he the same guy who, like slits his own throat as well? No, that's it. That's a no. different guy. But he also sucks yeah. just because of like, we'll burn for what we did to you, and then digs just that knife in straight oh, in the throat, and it's like, ha, no, thank you. Um. Yeah, yeah, no, see, I, I like that kind of horror where I'm just like, oh, yuck. I just hate, like, suspense and... and Psychological, boom. like, where it gets yeah. in your head. Yeah, exactly. I like that kind of shit because it, it, that, that's and more fun than... Silent Hill. Yeah, I know. Like, you keep saying that. I really need to play it. Like, it's that's that's what I mean. Like, you uh, like you can have better conversations about things where it's like, well, remember when that guy jumped out and you went, boo? And I was like, yeah, cool. I hated it, but, yeah. like cool like you know what i mean like it, that's why you have these conversations where you're like oh my god how did that make you feel oh i felt like this oh yeah. my god yeah um that's why i love hated hereditary when i saw it sort of the cinemas <laughs> yeah that's why i want to see it but i also don't want to see it at the cinema um, for you joel maybe watch it when it comes to dvd that's what i'm gonna do i've decided so that, i'm gonna so that you have the power to pause it and and walk away yeah because i did the same for i know it's a little, little bit of a different different stroke sort of thing but like i did the same for get out um, but yeah, Get Out was good to watch at home. Uh, I was more involved yeah. in it, I think, which was good. But yeah, um, yeah, I like I said, like God. my answer yeah. is like Silent Hill. Like, oh, there's a part in Silent Hill two when you're in like oh, just Silent Hill. I'm not gonna go talk about it. Just go and play Silent <laughs> Hill two and three. Come back to me with your notes, everyone who listens to this. Ben, we can talk about it later. <laughs> we'll have a we'll have a video game book club 
about uh, <laughs> about Silent Hill too. Um, oh man, so good. Yeah, I hate you, cool. Konami. I hate you so much. Mm, yeah, well, you're just sitting on that IP doing nothing with it. Yep, and they probably won't do anything. You might get a particular and like, machine. Like horror's back as well. Horror's mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. So they could absolutely. I want to believe they'll do a new Silent Hill, but I don't know if I want the Silent Hill they'll make. Yeah, exactly. It's like Metal Gear Solid. It's like, you know, I'd love the Metal Gear Solid 6, but I also don't know if I want a Metal Gear Solid 6. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, yeah. But thank you very much for your question, Ben. That was a good, fun, if not like skin crawling kind of trip down memory lane there. Um, <laughs> enjoyed it. Uh, cool. We're going to move on to our final question this week, which is not so much as a question. It's a, uh, it's a little game that our good friend, Mr. Broderick Gordes, has brought for us. Um, so, Brod is also uh, the co-host of Hunting Seasons. Uh, he and his co-host, Damask, uh, deep dive, uh, get in-depth talks about uh, a season of television each week on their show. Uh, it's really, really great. If you like TV shows and hearing people talk about them, oh my God, it's such a great show. Please go and listen to them. Um, they've recently, I think this week's one was Handmaid's Tale Season 2, which I haven't watched all of one yet so i can't really listen season, to that episode season one is just i re- i respect it as a show but mm. i need decent caps between, between episodes because it just crushes me mm, yeah it's of what i watched of it it's uh it's full on um and i i hear it only gets it only keeps going <laughs> it just keeps going and does not stop uh, i want like I love Elizabeth Moss, so I definitely will yes. finish season two. I will finish season one and watch season two. It just could be a year as that happens. <laughs> and, and and Alexis Bledel as well. She's yeah, great in it as yeah, well. Yeah, of course she's in it as well. She's really great in that as well. And man, I had to do I had to do some double takes, but oh, I'm just blanking on all my knowledge. But what's her face from Chuck? Uh Yvonne Stravowski. Yes, yeah, yes, like her yeah. as well. I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. is a very different role. Mm-hmm. I'm not used to this. <laughs> I'm, you're Miranda. You're Miranda from Mass Effect. What are you doing? Be nice. um, Stop. You were you were you were lovely in that game. Well, actually, no, oh, she wasn't. God. She was a bit of a bitch in that game, but um, cool. But uh, yeah, if you love uh, any of those sort of things that we may have mentioned just then, um, definitely go and, and check out their show. It's it's really great. Uh, they have like a hot topic, uh, off topic segment where they sort of just sort of. Uh, talk about the news in uh, entertainment and media over the week. Um, so that's really, really fun to um, to sort of listen to, even if you haven't watched the show uh, that they may be discussing that week. It's good to sort of do that. And they also do a spoiler-free and then spoiler-filled part of the review as well. So even if you're on the fence about maybe watching it and you want a bit of an impression of it, give them a listen. I highly recommend it. They're really, really great. So, um, But yes, Brod gives us a game this week, and he says, Lightning Round. As quickly as you can, name your favorite best games of each of these consoles. Now, I'm not going to read out the consoles now, because I think we're just going to go through one by one and do it. Yes. Um, okay, so... Uh, are you are ready? You ready? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I, ready. Like, I think I'm ready. Okay. So let's start off. Do you want to go... I, do you want to... I'll list the console, then you say yours, and then I'll say mine. Sounds good. That makes... Yeah, all right? Okay, cool. So... Here we go. Lightning round. Let's do it. Finishing out the show with a, with a quick one. Uh, the NES. Super Mario Brothers 3. Super Mario Brothers 3. Easily. Easily. The, uh, the correct answer. <laughs> the, exactly. Yeah. The correct answer. The, the most obvious answer. Uh, Game Boy. 
Uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Pokemon Yellow. Ooh, good answer as well. Mm, that's mine. Um, all right, SNES. <laughs> Super Metroid, move on, please. <laughs> oh, shit, this is the one that... This is Mario Kart. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, all right. Yep, this is Mario Kart. Actually, no, scrap that. Yoshi's Island. Um, <laughs> I take that back. Yoshi's Island. Uh, we've already had one fuck up. Oh, God. Uh, the Nintendo 64. Um... Golden Knight. Uh, perfect Dark. <laughs> uh, oh, here's where things are going to start getting a bit bit more delayed. Uh, PS1. Final Fantasy VII Masterpiece. Um, 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 I don't have anything. <laughs> Did you play Spyro? Want to say Crash? No, here? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't play any of those. Oh, God. Metal um, Gear Solid 1. Uh, yeah, Metal Gear Solid 1. Sure. Yep, done. I didn't play that <laughs> version, but let's go with that. That's fine. Let's go with that. Oh, God. Game Boy Advance. Metroid Fusion. Yeah, Metroid Fusion. There, That's absolutely it. Yeah, 100%. Uh, GameCube. Metroid Prime. Mm, Eternal Darkness, even though I didn't finish it. Good answer. Uh, PS2. Metal Gear Solid 3. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh. <laughs> even, even though I didn't play it on it and I haven't finished it. I am I am surprised and happy. Mm, yep. Well, I look, it's also it's also Metal Gear Solid 3, but like Kingdom Hearts 2 for sure. Um Xbox. See, this one's hard. Yeah, this one's this I guess, one's difficult. I what's an Xbox game? Halo. <laughs> <laughs> like Halo 2. What else did it have? Was that on um, Xbox or 360? I think it was. I think it was Xbox. Yeah, you're correct. I think yeah, it was the end. Yeah. Fuck. What else was that? Fusion Frenzy. Um. <laughs> Blinks. Oh god. Oh my god. <laughs> I feel like there's one. There's a, there's like an Xbox game that's in my head that I I did actually enjoy playing and I can't I can't think of it. I mean, um, the Conquer remake was okay, but I, that was 360. Was that 360? Was Live, Live and Reloaded 360? I'm pretty sure it was 360. I don't think it was. I think I borrowed my friend's Xbox to play it, but my answer is still Halo, regardless. Ooh, okay. that, game, yeah, yeah. that game was, besides GoldenEye, the best console FPS I've played. I, actually, no, I changed my mind. It's uh, Project Gotham Racing from playing We are not doing this Kmart. as a lightning round. <laughs> uh, nope, no, this is where things are going to get murky. Uh, the DS. World Ends With You. 100% word ends with you. Yeah, let's move on. That was easy. Uh, <laughs> the Wii. Oh, jeez. Smash Bros, oh. I guess. I mean, Brawl, to be specific. Oh, I'm going to go... There's an obvious answer I'm surprised you didn't go with that I haven't played. Um, What's that? Um, um, oh, Super Mario Galaxy. That's mine. Um, Metro Prime answer. Corruption? Uh, Metro Prime 3? Yeah. Corruption's good. I just... <laughs> okay. Prime 1's that... my favourite out of all those. And Prime 3, we could talk about it another time. But ask that's us a... next time why. <laughs> that, 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 says, that says a lot. Um, this is all you need to say. Um, PS3. Dark Souls. Uncharted 2. That's mine. Uh, Xbox 360. Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> I played it on both. <laughs> I'll allow it. It was great. 
um, um, I was laughing too much and I've forgotten. <laughs> I was going to play on 360, but I really liked. Uh, not much. <laughs> Fuck. Forza Horizon 3. No, 2. 2. Forza Horizon. One of the Forza Horizon ones. Sure. I think it was the first one. I played the demo of the first one. So, yeah. Uh, the 3DS. Fire Emblem um, Awakening. Um, um, shit. I don't know. Uh, oh, Animal Crossing New Leaf. There we go. Good answer. That's the one. That was the one. That's it. I played a lot of that. Uh, the Wii U. Oh, well, there's like two games that I really enjoyed. So, uh, let's go Donkey Kong country tropical freeze even though i played it on switch that okay. retroactively counts to wii u <laughs> uh i go smash brothers wii u that's mine uh ps4 percent of five yeah percent of five yeah <laughs> there could be a few things percent of five uh xbox one dark souls <laughs> <laughs> no um <laughs> shit i mean xbox one I guess Perfect Dark Zero. No, 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 no. Wait. Oh God, Jesus! I was gonna, I was actually gonna retro. I was gonna change it to Perfect Dark, but fuck it, it's Rare Replay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Rare, that's a good call. Um, it's cheating, isn't it? But I'm going with it anyway. No, it's fine. Cuphead is mine. Um, oh, good answer. Yep, I was pretty happy with that. Uh, and finally, the Switch. Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Yeah, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, Breath of the Wild. That's it. Oh, bring a switch, that was... bring a switch one back to me in a year, and we'll see. Yeah, exactly. That. Yeah. Um, I was like, do I go with the? Do, do I go with an indie game? I was like, you, so, I honestly, I did. I considered Hollow Knight. Yeah, I, I was considering that too. Yeah. Oh, there are some answers but... that would change going back, but lightning round, lightning round. It, it, the, the slowest storm ever. <laughs> the most the, the most only one I, the only one I think I would change is I'd go back to PS2 and change Metal Gear to like Persona 4 but there's no Vita that's where I was waiting for my Persona ah, 4 to pop in alright well the, the Vita v- on the end there is Persona Vita, 4 Golden. Persona 4 Golden yeah done easy that was <laughs> nice done. easy lock it away an addendum to that one yeah um <laughs> god that was fun <laughs> I, I'm actually I'm actually shaking now I'm like all like jittery after that I was like, um, 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 bleh, blurting happy, out game names. I'm happy that my answer, I got to answer Dark Souls twice. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was fucking great. So great. Um, and you know what else was great? That game from Broad. So thank you very that much. That was fun, actually. It was good fun. Good lightning round. I was feeling, I was confident about most of them, but then when I said, I'm like, oh shit, no, that that's not it at all. Oh, well, lightning oh, round. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I blurted out some things. Oh boy, yeah, like the Xbox One. Whoa, like, mm, yeah. my, do, you know what, so. do you know what my answer was? When I, I originally read this last week, but um, my answer for Xbox was was originally uh, the Buffy game because I remember playing it in Kmart. I want to play in, the like, Buffy game. Station. I'm going to buy that this week. <laughs> it's real good. It's like Diablo. It's like a top-down Diablo game, but with, oh, yeah. with Buffy. I'm pretty sure from memory. Anyway, I could be wrong, but. I remember it being fun. If anyway, you're was... if you're wrong, I'm coming for you. But I'm buying it. I'm no, going to go to like fully retro and whatever it is the website and just buy a copy. <laughs> Do it. Is it backwards compatible? I mean, it's on other platforms as well. I'm pretty sure. Or unless we're thinking of a different Buffy game. 
Maybe. I don't know. I just remember it being I guess on we'll Xbox. Find out. Yeah, anyway. Um, cool. All right. Well, I think that's about it for this week, though, Kyron. I think so. That was fun. That was, that was good. That was good. Good way to end it. End it on a nice, stressful note. <laughs> so, uh, uh, right. take us out. As always, we'd like to thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We do appreciate it, especially if, if you've reached this point, because it means you've happily listened to us rant about video games, which we love doing. So, thank you. We certainly do. If you want. Yeah, if you want to keep up with us on the social medias, you can find us both on Facebook and Twitter, where we are just Dialogue Options. You can send us an email over to contact at dialogueoptions.com, whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, whether it's Podbean or Podchaser, iTunes, whatever it is. We do appreciate any reviews, thumbs up, shares, likes, scrubbles, you know, it, it all helps. It all counts. Even if you just retweet us on Twitter, that's also amazing. Yeah, exactly. Just share it. Or just show us to a friend. Just Yeah, yeah, do that. Like, hey, do you, they... like video, do you like video games? You should listen to these guys because they're pretty cool. Feel free to use uh, that, you can... by the way. Yeah. <laughs> as, as your exact line. That can be our pitch. Yeah. <laughs> do you like video games? Because these guys do, and they're pretty cool. <laughs> so join us on the dialogue. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and of course, you can also visit our new brand spanking new website where we are just www.dialogueoptions.com where you'll find all the episodes and even a little blog we're sort of tinkering away at and trying to figure out more stuff to write there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, contact forms and all, all that, all there. Otherwise, our individual accounts, you will find me on Twitter at X, where most of my tweets have just been what we talked about at the start from Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Excited about a new Ava film finally having a date. Uh brawly looking really cool and actually one thing i will bring up it's really hard for me to pick an octopath team of four because i really want to use all eight characters <laughs> i mean if the game is octopath traveler like it you should be able to yeah. you know have all I of mean, them at once yeah well I mean, again you can you can swap them out pretty easily by going to the tavern and the idea is you've got four spots and most of the skills have like duplicates but okay, you know, in different ways, like theory and steals, merchant buyers, um, Ophelia guides, uh, primrose seducers. So, but the, the big issue is really that when you when they're not in your party, they don't level up. So, oh, okay, that's an issue. That's not good. Yep, that's a problem. It's tough to swap party members out when you're like, well, mm. you're level ten. I yep, guess the, the benefit is each of the chapters. Well, basically, if you do them all, you will have that character in your party for that chapter. Okay. But that also brings about the question of grinding, which I don't... Mm. I don't know. But yeah. Anyway, what about you, Joel? Yeah. Where can I find you? Uh, you can find me at Jolie Mac, where uh, the last thing I tweeted was about how much I really like those caramel M&Ms. They are oh, okay. life-changing. They are life-changing. See, they didn't, didn't do much for me, but that's just me. Oh, I love it. It's exactly what I wanted them to be. It honestly was. Oh, my God. And also how much I love 21 Pilots, because uh, I'm continuing with my trend of buying tickets to concerts later on in the year. I'm going to see 21 Pilots now with my wife, which will be fun. Um, hopefully have a cheeky dinner or maybe a drink or two with uh, Lauren and Josh from Point and Click beforehand as well, because they are also going. So that'll be fun. Good night. Um, but yeah, nice. I'm pretty boring this week. I haven't had time. I've just been working. So Yeah. Again, adults have to do adult things, unfortunately. I'm just squeezing my tweets in there when I can. That's all. Well, oh, then, in that case, 
I will let our wonderful theme song take us out, created by you, Joel. By, Thank by you. you. And uh, we will catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye. options podcast